There you go. We can come in on that. Tell me when. Have you hit record? Yes, record. Mm. <laughs> kind of funny. I remember it got real confusing. Well, first off, this is Chrome Bills. Episode 183. <laughs> Leave your egos at the door. No. Turn the volume up on your ego. We want some more. This is the episode where we discuss the wildly successful friends of the show, LP. Chrome Bills, it's your boy, Cake Roll. Steve Bills in the house. We got mad guests on deck for tonight. We got we Cam go? One, Who DJ Attic, Big Slop, Seas Mike. Who are you? Rich Scratch Chip. Who are you? 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 I am feeling myself. I'm excited to be doing this episode. Uh, Steve, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. Riding the wave right now. Riding that wave. There's like a probably like a two to four week window after you put out a record where people haven't moved past it yet. And are actually even still given like the whole thing a spin before they just throw one song on a playlist and use that to remember when the record dropped or something right. like that. We're probably in week two of the four, so we're at like the total apex. This is the peak of the mountain, right? Only going down from here. It's only go- the- when this the tiniest bump will be this episode, and then from there on, as if as if there's someone that listens to the pod but hasn't heard that an album's out yet. This is, this that will be the possible. only right. tiny little like when you watch a, a seismograph, and mm-hmm. there's like the little aftershock mm-hmm. before it goes completely flat. This is that that tiny two point one five on the Richter scale. I think I'm just waiting for Hickey to give me a shout out. That's it. Yeah, and a, shout out to Andrew Bobrowski. By and, the way. and Andrew Bobrowski. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we dropped an album. It's 10 songs long. What's it's it called? Blowing up the charts R- on I mean, all streaming platforms. Astronomical <laughs> numbers. Album is called Friend of the, Friends of the Show. Uh, do you want to... I feel like I'm doing all the talking right now. Do you want to give no, a little that's fine. intro of how things came together? Um, so right now it's just Steve and I on... We've got we got guests coming up in the order that I said them before. We're gonna have people popping in and out. It's gonna be a fun night. You might want to get yourself a drink or roll a little something because it's gonna be that type of event. I'm on the first glass of Pinot right now, and I think there are gonna be more uh, Pinot Noir or Pinot, Pinot yeah, good, good call, Noir. It's only fi- it's film Noir for me and Pinot Noir. No film Grigio for you. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good band name, Film Grigio. Nice. <laughs> and different styles member. Recently signed. So, Friends of the Show, 10-track album. Out Do now. you want to rattle off all the features on the album? Because not everyone on the album was able to join us today. Um, but I think if you just rip through them in order. All right, we're going to rip through here. Seize Mics, of course, which, you know, you could also say Chrome Bills is Seize Mics, I would say. Correct. Cole's on, Seize Mics is on. Five songs. Five of the ten tracks. Correct. So back again with C's Mics. Get Sice with C's Mics. Handling Biz with the one and only uh, DJ Rich Scratch Chin and Dude Computer. Uh, Stir the Pot. And C's Mics. C's is on Handling Biz. Too. Duh. C's is on there, man. Stir the Pot. Just me and you. The Warm Up featuring the homie from the Grilled Lincolns. Uh, Big Slop. Big Slop. Martini Music. Bobby Noble with Bobby Noble of the Pen Pals, DJ Attic. Super Funds with the homie Dez and Moses, also of Chrome Bills. Uh, here and Now 
featuring El Sphinx with some uh, added instrumentation and beatbox from Max Bent. Until next time with CZ Breezy and then rounding it out with Chrome Billionaires featuring the Pen Pals, Rapswell on the rhyme, Squires on the beat, and the homie, the big homie DJ Rags on the cuts. And then two other very important shout outs to give out. Very important. Uh, first, first Sloppy Joe is on doing uh, like the kick a pre joint at the end of the first song, bring it into the second. He absolutely murders it. And then arguably the most important person on this record, other than Steve and I, Cam One, who mixed, mastered, and engineered this bad boy to death. And I mean, I was loving the way the demo tracks were sounding, but we started getting stuff back from Cam, and I was like, Yo, does yeah. it go? Illmatic, reasonable doubt, all eyes on me. <laughs> Dares the dark side friends of the show. Is that somebody's top five? He really no, because bro- we know all eyes on me is not a top five. Hey yo, <laughs> yeah, big shout out to uh, to Cam One for really rounding this thing out, man, and bringing all the frequencies to the proper levels, and and yeah, boosting and I, up the I, volume. I sometimes think too that it's mm. nice to give it to someone who didn't work on it because I mean th- this album was two years in the making um, I still remember that at the beginning of Get Siced I say recording live from inside mm-hmm. and it was a joke too it was what we all thought was going to be the mandatory two week lockdown right and so I was just like oh re- you know recording live from inside I hadn't even started rhyming like it was locked down because the first verse first line first verse talks about being at a restaurant you know it was like catch me at the kuma in consuming din with a group of friends right so like the verse predated that but the recording session so that would put us at march 2020 um so and we had obviously gone back and forth on mixes we had gotten guests to go on certain songs so when you're looking at the ones at the very beginning which were like back again yeah and i mean back the- again and get siced i think <laughs> were the first two yeah they were right yep that it's just impossible to mix them at that point yeah, I remember making the beat for Back Again on Christmas Eve 2019. Wow. Yeah, so this is... Which know. was like about a week after we had released the four song? Five song. Five song EP. Five, uh, four. Five. You're correct. Right, and we were like, oh, we should put something out. Locked in. So I know when I'm sitting here now being like, we'll release something else this year. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> now we're, we're going to go faster on the next one. Trust me. I, I do think we could always go the route of like dropping singles and things like that. That was one of the interesting things about this record is we didn't, we put out a little taster. We put out Get Siced and Handle and Biz like around Thanksgiving. Well, the, I think that that was released. So because I had told so many people that it was going to be out in 2021 that I was like, I can't, we can't not put something out in 2021. Right? Yes. Agreed. I mean, uh, clearly this is a procrastination record uh in my in my mind it was this is a this is something that had maybe we had we not been in the middle of a pandemic like i feel like we probably could have gotten this done quicker interesting so you think the pandemic actually slowed it down i i think man i mean there were some nights where i was just like is this the end of the world i don't know that i can make like a like a hip-hop album right now. It's <laughs> fair. And at the same time, the last thing I really wanted to do was be like, we need a pandemic 
track. I mean, there's definitely references of like. Yeah. I think it works out nice that even on the second track, there's a line where Seas is like, "This is my, this obligato- is my ob- obligatory obligatory reference, right?" Of to coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah. 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 Thank. And then there were funny things like certain rhymes that were pretty old that aged really well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Vladimir Putin line. And yeah, the black back again, not black again, back again, like Vladimir Putin. Hey, 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 yo. Certainly, to end up having dropped the album like three days after. Y- the yeah, I mean, what, what, where did that come from? He just always seems to be popping up. I mean, you know? that's, the, I mean, really good foreshadowing on your part, or poor foreshadowing. Depending. I think we were still in the like Trump Russia collusion cycle of the news, where like it didn't, you right. know, seem too crazy. And it was actually, I was just trying to shoehorn in the Robert Kraft ring story mm. about you know that right? That yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay. To anyone that doesn't, there's a there's a story you can Google about how Vladimir Putin has one of the New England Patriot Super he just Bowl took it rings. From, he was like, "I'm not giving it back." Out, took from Robert Kraft, and so then let when me see this. Kraft asked for it back. He pretended like he didn't understand English very well and just walked out of the room, That's even though they had just been having a full on conversation. This gangster. And then going, uh, going up like what is it? Going up like escalation. Yep, going up. Is there an in- inflation? Is there an inflation reference? I guess it's just escalation. Yeah, just escalation. In my mind, it was inflation. True. Uh, so I'm going to go back and use that <laughs> metaphor on Grumbills three, <laughs> and hopefully we will not be in a downturn economically by the time it comes out. I thought that was just a re- an escalator reference. Yeah, but you were at a mall. I was. I was at a mall during COVID. <laughs> Nice, man. Well, uh, I certainly have been like humbled, you know, to a certain extent about people giving us, you know, shout outs, telling us they enjoy the project, the number of spins we got. Because after we dropped the EP, I was like, this man, the EP's, I, I, I still really fuck with the EP. I think it's super dope. And I feel like nobody really listened to the EP. <laughs> you know there's some songs getting up there in number of spins now yeah yeah after after three years um but it's mainly like the same listeners just having it on a shuffle list sure so for some reason you haven't heard the ep that we dropped in 2019 go check that too because i feel like it's just a this record is really a a continuum of that record right yes any of those songs could fit in on this record i think yeah oh absolutely i agree Mm -hmm. with that Mm mm-hmm uh, the the interesting thing was, I don't. If I had to pick, it's weird because I love all the beats on the EP. But if I had to look at all fifteen of them, mm. I think you would be surprised if you were ranking them. How many? I think the entire top five would come off of this record. Interesting. Okay. Like maybe, and and I only mean that in terms of like, a it could be because I've just listened to all the songs way too fucking much. But I, I think that. Uh, your growth as a producer on this record was really, really... you getting gas over there? Really, really impressive. <laughs> and I mean, there were banging-ass beats on there, like Breathe was dope, Clean House was dope, uh, Numb. I mean, it's all good, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think Clean House would probably be the takeaway. Sure. Like, popular one. But then again, I would tune into, like, random... Uh, I remember tuning into a random Albany... Uh, podcast that someone shared mm-hmm. or, or sorry radio like mix show and they were talking over the verbosten beat at the beginning of the show and That's, then ended up playing 
I think they played clean house. Yep. Um, so yeah, like, shout out to those dudes. I forgot what that guy's name is, but yeah, shout out to him, man. Yeah. So, I mean, any of them can, can certainly be used. And, uh, but I, when I look at this, I mean, there's some absolute heaters. Like I think warm up has been mm-hmm. the one that's sort of like, other than the two singles, like the two singles numbers are kind of skewed because they were already out. So of course, in terms of plays, they already had like, you know, a four figure head start, <laughs> but Four figures. Uh, high, high which, which, figures. Fi- which figures are these? Are we counting decimals? <laughs> if you round to the hundreds? It's or? your boy Dewey. <laughs> hey, yo, it's Dewey. Yeah, but uh, I mean, your growth as a producer and even some of the stuff that you would put out when the album was like nearing completion. Like, I think Stir the Pot was the last record. No, Chrome Billionaires. Chrome Billionaires. Stir the Pot was the yeah. last record that you produced. And uh, yeah, that one... Yeah, that turned right. out that turned out well, man. I was a, I was um actually kind of scared for that one for a minute there. Yeah, I remember when we moved like it it didn't originally it started if we want to maybe play that one. It yep. started with the Let the really great this, guitar loop that's in there. Yep. Uh you know, like being where I started rhyming and we we're like there's something missing from the song. I think Moses was originally going to get on it, which <laughs> explains why I have like a random <laughs> Moses reference in the middle of my verse. Uh he was originally going to get on it and then we were like oh well, if this is going to be a one song thing like or a one verse song mm-hmm. what are we going to do right and then when you still had that intro i just hadn't rhymed on it mm-hmm. we moved the verse to the front one night and we were like oh that's it yeah just do that right let's let's peep that for a second here you walk funny when the shoes on the other foot brushed it off but you should have had another look can't judge you read an uncovered book the cupboard's bare tupperware and rubber bullets for the destination but trepidation is going up like escalation or going down like excavation a second late like hesitation to the eye of the interpreter i'm serving up a pint of aggression so i can work it off looking for the growth of a romanoff right before they take the space and rope it off for a fact we autobiograph the audio is all i know is party mode at last first ask moses on a track a few years later it's a weekly podcast now i'm separating fan mail from cnd letters but i'm never at a standstill and stay rooted in that maryland feel because dmv stay as versatile as grand hill steve bills prep the skillet for a five-star tasting menu at your favorite venue that metaphor is what we made and sent you Straight, Straight essential. essential I'll raise you I'll raise tenfold, tenfold. Ah. Oh, Cam's coming in Nice ah. Ah. And stir the pot. Welcoming to the show right now The one and only Oh, I love how he's set up in front of the decks Hold on, I gotta get a screen grab of this too <laughs> Yes <laughs> What's happening? One and only Cam One. How you doing, my man? I'm chilling, man. Chilling, man. What's up, How Cam? y'all doing? Good, man. What's yourself? You know, just chilling. Thanks living for, life, you know. Thanks for joining, man. Oh, uh, anytime, anytime. We're just we're just patting ourselves on the back. I mean, much deserved. Much deserved. <laughs> <There's> Seriously, a, <laughs> it's a great out. Serious self love going on right now. Oh <laughs> man, you're so good at this. Addicts pop it in right now too. Yeah. One and only yeah. DJ Addict in the house. Good evening. Can you hear What's me? What's up, buddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounding good. So, Cam, are you are you sitting at the spot where all the magic happened? That yes, I am. Yep. This I was just in. telling I was just telling Steve that like I was really digging the demos 
And then the mixes started coming back from you, and I was like, oh, wow. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Wow, like this shit is clean. Crispy. I mean, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't, um, it actually wasn't that difficult, to tell you the truth. It really wasn't. You know, I think, you know, the, the materials I was getting from you guys made it easy. Mm. So, you know, I'll take that all day. Plus it's fun and it's great. So, I mean, I had the sessions went really, really well. Um, you know, I just, you know, dotted my eyes and crossed the T's yep. and, uh, yeah, things were just flying and I was riding a wave of creativity mm. and just wrote it, you know, the whole album. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And it was, yeah, you, you were working quick for sure, man. I, th- I think at one point, you know, you, you like sent us, you know, a batch of four or something. And then like two days later, it's like, okay, we're up to eight now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pulling in, uh, you know, you know, you know, four, four and a half hours straight, mm. sometimes five mm. into the evening and uh, just making progress. So I haven't been like trying to get them perfect every time mm-hmm. for, for demos, mm-hmm. but like, you know, uh, were like you know the the pre-mixes but like if i can take something and just go 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 i'm like i'm happy with this all right i'm happy with this all right i'm happy with this and go from track to track to track and make sure that the the daw uh the the signal flows are 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 happening properly Mm. then you can get really far really fast so i just kept doing that okay and then you know we would have our our notes back and forth we update uh the tracks based on the notes and you know there was only you know a, a couple of back and forths i would say between each song and, and a couple we didn't even have to go back and forth which is Agreed. excellent Agreed. You know what i mean yep i only remember having personally one or two comments i know that i would go in and sometimes cam i think what you were doing was doing it at home and then maybe listening like yeah on the way to work or in the car or something so you would have kind of written notes for you to implement uh and then steve i know you added a few things in there and obviously Just steve, turn up like, turn up the scratches you, you know? Yeah, your your little baby of like turn, you know the beat in relation to itself. Turn up the drum, turn up the scratch. I was being selfish and going in and just judging vocal levels and on sure. every song. I was like, "Well, that's right where I want it." Cam knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it it felt like old times, really. Mm. You know, and uh, you know how well um, the resignation of resignation came out too. I thought that that project, uh, you know flowed through me the same way that this one flowed through me but it was like just more more of my friends all mm-hmm. rocking so it was like oh shit like yeah. you know how could you have a better <laughs> album when just having one with all of like you know your people and then everyone can you know express themselves the way that they do is fantastic facts and then steve how did you this is a good segue to attic how did you decide not to end up doing the cuts on every record because like as someone who you know you've you've done cuts on plenty of other people's records from like pig food guys to pen pals to i'm sure others that i'm forgetting C's yeah. mics obviously uh and then you you sit here you're producing this record you could have easily gone in and just been like i'm gonna do the cuts on these what what makes you reach out to say a dj addict or a rags or someone like that well really because uh these guys are better than me so i wanted to get them to be to to have the best record possible i needed addict to go in there and kill it you know i needed dj rags to go and kill it i know rich chin is a murderer so i needed him to go in there and murder you know i was like i can know what i'm i know what i'm gonna do on this song but i don't know what these guys are gonna do on it and i mean they for sure took it took it a, a place that i would not have taken it and i'm like oh, i couldn't be happier you know That's i mean you, you could have taken no, nah, you get and seriously, like you guys, 
I mean, you're like you you're my um my scratch mentors, like the three of you guys, you know what I'm saying? So like it it was just it had to be you guys to go in there and do this. So the cool Cheers. way that 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 was like, you know, how that was implemented too. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, Chuck is like you could say the same thing. Well, how come you weren't the only rapper mm-hmm. on the whole album? And it's like, you know, we have friends of the show that's that's MCs and we have friends of the show that's DJs. And like it, it was represented so well, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, that's a great point. And that doesn't happen often, really, you know, especially on a project of this length, um, especially with DJs. Like you don't really see many DJs on an album, which is great, you know? Right. Plus all the different styles, all the different, oh, different styles, but all of the, <laughs> all of the, the different, the different, you know, cut styles. I mean, you know, it's fantastic. Everyone has their own flavor and right. everyone has represented their flavors really well. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, definitely agree with that. It's a How unique many, so, and so, I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to ask you a question. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And go. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be the one to instigate that for sure. You know, John, we haven't really talked about you know your cuts and your your process um for that so for that song because it's such a heavy song and the mood for the beat is um you know if i was depressed and i was listening to that song <laughs> it would be exactly where i would want to be that's what i do when i'm depressed i listen to depressing songs right. and i was like oh man but it's so good like the the landscape of that song is so good right the rhymes and the beat it just takes you to a place but then like you're John, your cuts on top of that too. It's like, oh shit. Like, you know, I didn't talk to you yet about like the sample. I didn't talk to you about like how, you know, you know, how you did the cuts that you did. You know, mm-hmm. I was interested in all of that. So the record came from Steve. He supplied the sample. He had the whole idea too. Like, um, at least as far as like what tracks to use off the record. Um, and then at that point, I listened to each track picked out a few select phrases that I thought might fit well and then just kind of sequenced them together in a way that it formed sentences almost just so that it's dialogue on top of the track uh, and then just throw in whatever random cuts or manipulations of the record felt right. It really rounded it out too because that was one of the interesting things is your, you know, when you give... When you give a song to a rapper, you've usually sequenced out a spot for them, and you're like, "All right, so like you rhyme second on this, you have like 16 bars," and like if it's someone who's uh, falls into the friend of the show category, you you kind of know how they're gonna come. You're just like, "Am I gonna get like A plus or like B plus work?" Because you know like they're gonna kill it, but like are they gonna really kill it? Or kill it? Whereas I feel like it was such a mixed bag when you would give the cuts out. Or at least to me, it was like opening a Christmas present mm-hmm. where when I got it, I, I had no clue what to expect. Like, are they going to cut the middle? Or are they just going to do it at the end? Is it just going to be one thing? Is it going to be multiple? Like, it was so exciting to get back what you did, like you're saying, of taking it's it's Richard Pryor, right? Or is it? Yeah. Come like a Richard Pryor stand up and cutting it. And then, like you said, turning it in to full sentences. And I'm sitting there listening to it for the first time and just geeking, right? Because I'm still thinking like, uh, we just wrote like I just wrote a verse about booze, right? To then it kind of turned into this whole like Martu- yeah. martini music. It's a, it's a booze. It's a boozer theme music now. I feel like we should listen. Let's let's run this real quick. All right. And yeah, you and we will kill it like so dope. Yeah. 
Thank you, thank you. It's funny, I told my agent to give me Reggie Noble. They got me Corn Bills. 183! Voilà le décimètre carré où le jour de sa mort coula le sang de Molly. It's the moment you've been ready for. A collection of beverages with heavy pours. Another round leads to many more. So watch me put them down, then go ghost like Demi Moore. Sure, if you're refilling, I'll keep chilling. Moved on from whiskey sours to penicillins. Moved on from sazeracs to Vucarés. Until you rue the day another round, cause my Uber's late. Just a taste and serve it on the rocks. Stopping in at one of my favorite spots for a scotch. Who are you? What's happening while laughing? They say I'm old fashioned. I still drink Manhattans. Or martinis when it's open season. Just make mine dirty at an ODB's crib. After that, the gates open. Face frozen. Brain cells interwoven off their shoulders. Go in. Go in. Go in. I went from Pappy to the Jim Beam. That's a shit week. Start not shaking Plymouth Gin with a twist, please. Nick and Nora Glass, raise it up for the orator. Corny ass jokes, then they peel them off the floor later. Sun's out, blue plate special at a CD dive. He means business, you can see it in these beady eyes. Squeeze the lime, only fresh death to roses. Fumble around, three blind pesky rodents. I'm just getting going. Two minutes till it's last call. One more sip, then it comes to a crashing halt. Martini music got the rhythm from the Rob Roy. No splash dive, same fountain where you drop coins. On point, even though the spirit's overproof. Twinkle in his eye like a smile with a gold tooth. Pub crawl champion, eight years going strong. New semi sonic, use this as he closing song. <laughs> You go to the bar, man. You see him in the bar. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. John, that's ridiculous, dude. That's so insane. <laughs> so insane. How long, did, how long did it Noble, take you to do way. that, John? Oh, yeah. Big shout out to Bobby Noble. Uh, Jesus. Good question. Um, 20 minutes. No, no. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. I don't even know if I can curse. Uh, you, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can fucking curse, curse on yeah, here. Yeah, you can definitely curse. <laughs> I, you know I, what? Hey, I yo, could, fuck this. I could speak and like, overthink the hell out of everything. Uh, that, I don't know, that probably took me, like, let's say between an hour and an hour and a half, something like that. Nice. Nice. We appreciate you rounding out that record, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the new Semisonic, you know, closing down the bars, but it would be nice, right? I mean, that's my Semisonic closing down the bar song. Well, I mean, Bobby's a bartender, so... Maybe he's closing down the bar with that song. You think he's ever played it? Played it at the bar or at played the, it? At the general? bar to close it down. It seems like a bar where you could get away with playing it. Absolutely. <laughs> where is he a bartender? It's in uh, in Greenport, which is like way out in Long Island, like the very end of the North Fork. Mm. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. I don't it's know. It's definitely like a vacation. Think of like uh, Brooklyn meets Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Huh. Brooklyn meets Ocean City. Okay. Um, okay. 
in a positive way, not in like a Laurel Maryland okay. way. Like, <laughs> like all the good, not all the bad. Okay. All right. I, I'm feeling that then. I'm feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, hang out with Bobby Noble. I I realized I had just made that very much like a Laurel Maryland situation. Big shouts to Laurel Maryland. Yeah, this big, is very big, regional talk right yeah, now. Yeah, this is regional talk. Super regional. Hey, the streams are really popping in the DMV. I got to say, you could on Spotify, you could see it geographically. Is it? That's where it is. Okay, I haven't tried right. that filter definitely, yet. Definitely, definitely happening in the DMV. I mean, we're we're teetering on a on a thousand spins on Spotify. It's big, That's big, big time. <laughs> Ten thousand, you mean? You keep moving. The oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, right? sorry. Ten thousand, definitely one thousand. Yeah, I'm going through it. Did you end up with? Um, with like any any songs that when you left were like your favorites or that you had the most fun to mix or anything like that yeah so the the two singles um you know the singles are going to be the hardest um they were the first ones Mm -hmm. uh you have to establish a lot of um standards based on that for you know uh chuck cole and a lot of the instruments that Steve's going to give me, like I, I went through and I was like, okay, I can, I can set up some things and set some, make some presets. You work on those for a really long time. And then it makes everything else down the road a lot easier. So those two were like the funnest to do because they're the most intricate mm. and you want them to sound the best. So, you know, you, you work those and you work those and you work those. Um, so those, those two are, they'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, uh, until next time so i think one of you guys asked me you know the other day like uh what you know what what are your favorites and um you know the way the album flows is uh you know it's super heavy hitting in the beginning the first five are you know they ramp you up and you're at you know you're redlining the whole entire time and then martini music comes around and it, it brings you down just a little bit, not, you know, just uh, in, in, in feelings. Right. And then by the time until next time rolls around, you, you do get a feeling like, Oh man, this is, this is, this it. It's almost over. And the mood is set so perfectly for that song. And then the Squires beat rounding it out. Right. Like I was like, Oh shit. Like, you know, and then in the uh, the Squires beat um, from Billionaires, you can hear like Steve. You're like you're like okay, Chuck. You know, like because like because it's cool because like you're not in control anymore. You're not you're not the beat provider. You're hanging out now. This is your time to chill and be hanging out with all your friends doing what they're doing and like taking a little bit of a break, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. So like you know, it comes it comes you know if you were to graph it, it kind of goes up like this and then it goes down a little bit and then up again like that flat and then it's like okay until next time it's like all right I'm starting to chill, and then Chrome Billionaires it's like this this is it. Yep. This is, we're rounding it out and this is it this was us you know it was every it was it was it was a great night <laughs> see you know, see you later uh so yeah until next time when that when that rolls around mm. that that song in feeling like hits me really you know in a way where like okay this is this is really the end and like you know chrome billionaires is like an encore sort of thing i thought an interesting thing to like give a, a really good credit to steve's personality is that Steve has songs that he does the cuts on, like he did the cuts on uh, warm up, and he didn't have an ego about thinking he should do the cuts on Chrome Billionaires because it was but like do the cuts, no one, do the cuts on the next record. That's for sure. 
But like he, I but like all, he, do all the cuts. He could have been like, "Hey, this is the one beat I didn't do on the album. Like I should certainly do the cuts." And that would have been like a very logical progression. And I think Cam just kind of hit on it, where Steve was like, "I'll just hype man Chuck's verse." Like it was kind of <laughs> crazy that 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 you were that excited about the record and had enough like lack of ego to be like, "Well, I want to do something on it, so I'll just hype man. I'll just like pretty loose, big nice." Chuck's verse on Throne Billionaires, which was cool because originally we were kind of thinking that we were going to have we were going to do an intro track so we were like yep all right there'll be 10 songs and then chrome billionaires will live as sort of a bonus track and then we just decided that you know as much as we wanted to do an intro it was a lot cooler to just jump right into back again because it already was called back again and had yeah that type of flavor and it's such a great beat that you know we're like we're kind of just wasting a bunch of skips you know on this intro like just let people go in right away and be like oh wow this is this is killing it um so yeah, and then I, I, Cam, I was curious in terms of especially the like until next time aspect. When we decided to bookend that with the two clips, like the the Nexterine and <laughs> and the the Cubby clip, right? Uh, yeah, present piece to Cubby Bear, like that happened at the like eleventh hour and fifty ninth minute, right? Like we were probably four days from putting the record out, and we're like, yeah. "Hey, Cam, can you get these in?" But Did you, you know think what? that that made a significant difference? One hundred percent. 100 and the uh the sloppy joe joint in the beginning too yes uh 100 100 i was like you know they fit in perfectly um you know i was like oh wow this is this is perfect and and that sort of magic is like what's the most fun thing about making a record because yeah. like you know yeah we looked into the i mean you know we we took a, we took like a a pause right before we we're gonna put it out and chuck and i, I think hopped on a call and we're like all right, what what's missing here, right? And we listened to that the intro the or back again and was like, okay, we got we got a good amount of space here. I think Chuck at one point in time you had you were talking the outro, right? And it was yeah, like it was, it was just like, me being like, oh, it was like all right, Steve, yeah, you here. say you say something and I say, All right, again, like who's not represented on this record right now? And was like, Oh, the guy who does the fucking best shout outs in the world. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we gotta get sloppy Joe on this, you know? yeah that's super dope and and also like um you know i hadn't i had you know i've you know listening to cubby bear's music and you know for the forever Mm -hmm. and you know having him just talk i haven't heard him just talk right in a really really long time right so like when that happened i was like oh shit you know what i mean but at the same time you know you have feelings about it Mm mm-hmm good feelings and bad feelings and you know but it doesn't matter you know you're feeling something yeah. which is great and, and yeah. the fact that he, he's busting our so balls funny. like it, it, ca- so it ca- i mean <laughs> like and to, to me that's this. that's like um you know when i think about my relationship with with cubby it was that right yeah. him busting yeah. balls right so i was it, like okay was so, we got to put it, it in here it was so good. And I was like, that is so, that's so Josh too. <laughs> it's just like him to do that. Just lackadaisical. At first you're like, wait a minute, what? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I, I would use the metaphor of like, if you were catching a fish and you already knew you had it and you just decided to reel it in very slow. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm convinced having listened to it, you know, several times while going through the album that like, he knows where the joke is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's like let me just let this kind of settle settle and then it's just like i'm 
trying to think of something worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And the, the, the next Doreen thing, I hadn't heard that. I didn't hear that, that what, when y'all did that in the podcast before. I, I must have missed that episode. So, so I, I had, it, so I was like, that was the first one. Okay? And I didn't mean to cut you off doing that. But mm-hmm. because Cole said it, in the first lyric of back again, he goes, yeah. since the next Doreen sponsorship didn't yeah. play us, which I think is a reference back to, I, I remember I'm still in Maryland in the same place. Oh, guys. Mm-hmm. And cause I remember I, you don't hear me talk during the clip, but I'm the one hitting the soundboard. Like when <laughs> Steve is talking, uh, and Steve had told me, right. So I ended up being like real quiet during it where Cole's kind of reacting. Cause he doesn't know where it's, and Steve's like, Hey, I've got like a 45 second little bit. That's like a, a fake ad because at the beginning of the show we were doing like fake sponsors mm-hmm. and we used to say it was like haleo studio we had all these like stupid as you know the show is based around like stupid little recurring inside jokes and that was just the peak of fake sponsors and steve just coming up with that you know god knows when but like having something completely on deck to do yeah that was, uh, so that I was like was we like, got to put it in like 2013 or something you know yeah and then i had this idea where i was like well maybe we should go through the whole album and just find like clips of everyone that's on there talking and then i realized it would be overkill and i thought of like certain releases where they they go too far in that direction so i was like yeah. all right use restraint but mm-hmm. at the same time there's something good about this idea like don't let the next arene be the only one and then I think between Steve and I, like the, especially because we were coming off a few days after having done the even in death pod with C's, we were like, all exactly. right, well, let's let's get a cubby clip exactly. Like yeah. that's the that's the thing that's really missing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm good on you to revisit. I think you were the one who revisited the the cubby episode. It was like I, re- this, I re-listened and to you're the like, last this, time he was this on. This is hilarious. <laughs> Which, by the way, the whole fucking ep is really funny. Like, what do you remember the episode number? Uh, I know it's called, it's actually called that name. It's called, I'm trying to think of something worse than this. I think it's like 105. Okay. But that's actually the name. Because mm. we were obviously so enamored when it happened at the time. I think one of us even goes, that's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into some more music. Why not? You guys want to hear some Griselda or. I think we should I'm just continue playing stuff off the Okay. Record. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Do you want to play two seconds of the really slow version of the warm? <laughs> no, yeah. we should do that when Slop's on. Okay. Actually, did you see Slop text us? I'll, I'll respond to him. I no. think he should probably just... He said he's going to be in his car, but I think he should still just jump off. Yeah, of course. Um, let's play Get Sized. Let's do it. If I had to pick one, it might be Get Sized for me. Oh, actually, before you do that, okay. I, want, one, I had one other question for Cam. Okay. So I feel like picking singles and Cam, I remember us doing this for, for a first name basis. So obviously, Cam and I have worked on at least three projects together, right? I got jerked, yeah. the the resignation, the resignation, God, and then uh, first name basis. So so we, we've gone in this debate, and I really, really always respect his opinions, which is why I'm going to ask this. Having done those two and then doing all 10, do you think that the singles were chosen correctly? Yes. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And a good compliment of people. Um, you know, both songs are fantastic. Spatially, like if you listen to that those songs on headphones, mm. do yourself a favor and listen mm. to those songs on headphones. Listen to the whole album on headphones. Like, you know, if you're a fan, that's what you're going to do. And uh, some nice headphones and be interrupted and just, you know, get lost in all the stuff yeah there's mad stuff a lot of stuff going on and those two songs have a lot of stuff so and uh yeah 
so yeah that's that's the reason why mostly cam can you explain what space clean <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know if you you know you can uh, uh, so it you know you can and just trying to you know not get too technical but like if you were to like pan something hard left on the left speaker and right on the right speaker you know it sounds like the sounds are coming at you from a certain angle and you know you can manipulate sounds to like give you this landscape in this sort of uh you know with two speakers because we have two ears like this horizontal sort of like landscape and you have as a producer you have the ability to place things in certain spots so when someone does that it's exciting you know it just is i mean that's why humans we develop surround sound because we want to make it sound like we're in the middle of the of everything and it's fun right so you know those in terms you know spatially that's what i mean by that you're gonna you're gonna sit there and you're gonna hear things from all sorts of angles which is attractive was get Seist in particular a hard song to mix because it really has like three different beats maybe uh, even it might even have well, it's got the the one, and then it has the like the little melody that plays mm-hmm. after you know my daughter was playing Baby Shark, right, right, and then it goes into like something completely different. And the only reason I asked that is that that was something that on the demos would be like a little bit out of whack. Uh, right. Where then when we got it from you, it sounded supernatural, or was that shout out to supernatural, or was <laughs> that just uh, something that's kind of second nature to you? And you're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this with the various stems no matter what before i forget hold on i just want to make sure that dj attic knows that the sample from that record came from his trip to denmark or some shit oh really i didn't know this. remember you gave me a record man uh i i've given you some records so wait you uh, went to didn't you go to was it poland or was it denmark where did where did you go uh czech republic okay Prague. was this on your 40th birthday yeah. No, the backyard that party has yet to occur. Actually, nice. no, no, on Steve's, on Steve's fortieth when we were in the uh, in the backyard. It could, it could have been, but I know for sure that the sample for that record came from John. Some vinyl from uh, from overseas. I don't remember if I mailed that to you or if I or if I hand delivered it to you. I think you hand delivered it. Okay. Yep. Ooh, that could have been Turkey, maybe. Could be. Okay. Anyways, I digress. Uh, but that's cool. I yeah. didn't realize. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Okay, dope. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna load up the original beat here. While you- that's that Turkish funk. <laughs> <laughs> that's some feedback right there. That's how the beats sound if Cam doesn't <laughs> connect a transform switch to that. <laughs> you can work with that. All right, I can I can edit that out. <laughs> There'll be a little bit of a edit of this whole episode, yeah, I'm sure. It's all, it's all good. Let's see if it's still there. All right, anyways. I don't remember what was the question that you asked, Chuck. Was it harder to mix Get Sliced? Oh, yeah. Was it harder to mix that one? Uh, I mean, I think it probably took the most time. Mm. But it wasn't harder. You just have to add more more group cha- group channels, basically, to handle the different beat segments. And then you just make sure you adjust the group channels accordingly to the other groups. Because I'm imagining if Steve's beats normally have, say, eight stems, that one came in at 15. Oh, I mean, that's that's not that bad. 
like uh you know i work with sean tory a lot he'll give me like 38 <laughs> 46 <laughs> this is tons of instruments like he's that's a, that's he's a gross amount of players yeah what is the typical amount steve or cam of like not including vocals like the amount of stems and the beats not including vocals or cuts i mean i've seen as little as two you know what i mean but like you know i would say yeah. average yeah i'm like a 20 guy i feel yeah, like I'm one what's that i've seen as little as one layer as one oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, let, I'm letting andy come in right now nice i think i hear the rain in the background oh it is romantic. yo what up i thought what up what up rain i can't stand the rain How you do? Are you driving right now? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. There you the go. Traffic's terrible. Like, it's been like, I'm 50 minutes behind schedule because of this rain. Not a problem. Wanted to make sure we got you on here. We got Cam one in the house. We got DJ Addict in the house. Of course, Steve and I are here. Uh, thanks for jumping on, man. You know, obviously appreciate the contribution on what's been the, the uh, early favorite of songs that weren't in the single. Uh, in terms of album cuts, the warm up. I got a lot of texts about the warm up when the album dropped. A lot of texts about the warm up. For sure. I mean, you know, I did as well. <laughs> Friend, <laughs> friends that don't uh, listen to lyrics that well, thinking I also rhymed about basketball, was one of the humbling oh. moments. They'd be like, I love that y'all did a basketball track. I'm like, I do say, move. <laughs> I love how you did it because I, I said, moving from the locker room to the layup line, never mention basketball again. For the remainder of the 15 <laughs> bars left. And then Andy took it and just did a whole entire verse about basketball. Killed it. Murdered it. Um, got a nice little uh, joke in at Cole's expense. With the, I'm here to I'm here to fill in while C's load manages, which I know Cole got a huge laugh out of the first that time was, we heard it. That was all I was trying to do was make him laugh at that one. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having don't, me. Don't podcast and drive, though. Seriously. Now we're good here, man. Actually, traffic is cleared up. I'm in the home stretch now. I'll be home in a couple minutes. Nice. Why don't we rock the warm up real quick so I can go grab some something to drink? Yeah, do it. It. roll it. Go for it. This is Chrome Bills episode 183. We're gonna speed it up just a little bit. Yo, Slot, pass me one of those beers. We're moving from the locker room to the layup line I'm rolling out of bed cause it's wake up time Or even freestyle rhymes We got one thing in mind How to get polished before we can shine I, I wish that I could freeze frame When we first started the pregame Now that's a clean slate Like right before a three day break When I grab a four pack and the forecast great In a state where you wait to participate Anticipation makes sure I obliterate The opportunity and proof that you can see that we've been practicing acting on the scrutiny to get with it in a minute when they pivot to be the toughest critic but i'm a cynic when reps and regiment leave you torn up let them know i'm just getting warmed up ah. he's heating up now man i'm on fire Big slot drives to the bank. Get me in the game and the points pile on. My shots mad nice, nothing but nylon. I'm a veteran man, I got some moves in the tank. Post up, dream shake, head fake, I call bank. 
I work the angles like the platform The shot doctor, your boys never had bad form This is working smarter, this is not working harder Coach put me in, I can't believe I'm not a starter Cause I'm a short bet, I take away chance Fresh in the game with my breakaway pants I run the score up why my flow damages? I'm here to fill in while C's load manages Which reminds me, let me stretch my vertebrae You gotta get loose to get juice, I heard him say Yo, this beat sounds lit, Steve Bills, you there? Adjust the BPMs to get them hands in the air He's heating up, nah man, I'm on fire Hey, Chromie, head fake to three and one When I suggested that cut to Steve, he was like, are we really going to use another <laughs> Redman <laughs> cut on here? Like, this, uh, you know, Rich Chen goes busy on handling biz. And this is only like two songs later on the album. And I was like, if it was any other rapper than Redman, it might feel weird. But for me, it feel, I was like, we can scratch Reggie on every track. <laughs> and, and Reggie, Reggie, it felt good. On Martini music. You thought about doing it? No, no. Said you mentioned. Oh no, Red that's Man. what I referenced it. Sorry, you were cutting out a little. Oh yeah, I referenced it too. Yeah. At the beginning, yeah, you referenced Reggie Noble. Yeah, a lot Reggie, of Red yeah, Man. A lot of yeah, a lot of Red Man love on this album. A lot of Red Man love. I, lo- I love Red Man. I remember yeah. when we originally did the intro to Martini music. I said, um, I asked my agent to get me Reggie Noble. They got me Bobby Noble. And then I said something else. I was like, uh, the next song has got to be all three of us. Mm-hmm. And then I told Steve, I was like, take the last part out. It'll be way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bobby even heard it with that part in when yeah. he rapped on it. And yeah, then yeah. I was like, take that out. I was like, it's just too much Red Man love here. But Slop, go go through the process for you. I mean, obviously, maybe the, the story of the beat changing is interesting why... I mentioned I'm like we're gonna speed it up just a little bit, whereas on the album it might actually be a slower BPM than the song before. And then uh, you say Steve adjusts the BPMs to get the hands in the air. Yeah, man. So yeah, I think if I remember correctly, in one of our text threads, Steve just threw that beat out and was like, "It's a beat I just came out with." And I was like, "Oh shit, this is fire!" And you know, I love you guys and your music, and you're working on an album, so you know, I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Got a spot for Big Slop and be dope on that beat, and I was just kind of fooling around. Very true. And then, and then a couple of days later, I think Steve sent it out and was like, "Yeah, you want to hop on this one? Call it the war- I don't remember if you told me it's gonna be called the warm up or not. I mean, I think I had to know the title because when I started writing, I was supposed to be about warming up, and it ended up just like going somewhere else. But uh, no, what was it? Did- it had a different name before. Yeah, if I look back in my Dropbox, I'm sure like whatever you titled it. It's I think I might have way. even had a verse because I recorded over the slower beat and Steve played it earlier today, fucking with me. And I was like, God, I've never been so wrong. Because I remember when Steve was like, I'm going to use the same beat, but I'm going to speed it up. And I said something like only rappers would say this. I was like, I don't know. I kind of think I nailed that verse. <laughs> That's so true. And I laughed. I, I laughed at the text thread. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I feel that. I definitely feel that. But. Now nah, the BPM change was was a great call. That was your call, right, Steve? Correct. I, I lobbied hard for that one. Yeah. Well, and I was like, fine. Well, I don't. I won't delete the other one. I'll record both, 
So when we decide to go back to the original, we'll already have my take. And then I recorded on the other one. And like even right when I was done, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> this is so much better. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up just just for a minute so we can listen to it. This is mix number Cam will get a Cam will get a kick out of it. This is mix sure. number one. This is a, this is a Steve mix too. It's gonna sound so wrong. It probably has different drums because I know you like it doing does. it. Yeah, definitely does. We're moving from the locker room to the layup line. I'm rolling out of bed because it's wake up time. Or even freestyle rhymes. We got one sounds thing like, in mind. It sounds like slow motion now, right? Like someone tried to blend it. You know, they had to slow it down to make it work with the record. <laughs> That's 4 BPM. It sounds like it's going in slow motion. You know what it sounds like? Are any of you guys lunatics like I am and listen to podcasts faster than they recorded like 1.5 speed? No. You're the one who no, hit me okay. to that. All right, well, you hit me to that. <laughs> yeah, that I move. do. I do that because I like to listen. To it. So anyway, like every now and then, if I really want to pay attention, though, I'll slow it down to like regular speed. And I'm like, oh my god, they sound drunk, and that's it's like what that sounded like. Like, oh man, drunk sounds hammered in that recording. Right, <laughs> just because it's so much slower than what I'm used to, and it's not even really that much. What's the BPM difference? Like eight or something? It was like six or eight. No, we went from we went from uh, eighty six to ninety. That's it. Yeah, so it was slight, but yeah. In terms of pockets, that's a pretty. In terms is that of a, I mean, that is, yeah. that's a lot different than going from like one twenty one to one twenty five. Like I feel like eighty six to ninety is yeah, true. You know, right in that that hip hop sweet spot where all albums were between like eighty four and ninety two, and the fast ones were at ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah so it, uh, yeah, Steve had the idea for the BPM change and started writing a verse i was thinking like basketball warm-up metaphors into like you know i'm also nice at rapping how can i combine the two and then when it was done i was like oh sounds like i'm rapping about mostly basketball but you know in my mind it's some you know rapidy rap shit too and uh, i was kind of saying you know once i'm all stretched up and warmed up like put me in the game man i'm ready to go so that was uh that was the thinking and then that uh the classic line from um the chase part two you know bob power you yeah and so it just kind of made sense to kind of alter that and update that for I, I appreciate you you helping me get get my voice on my own record yeah i was looking out for you you know i mean i i knew i told you guys i'd be a valuable addition to the record and you know i came through you, you did no doubt, no doubt steve was that the only time you were on the record other than when you started adding the vocals on chrome billionaires yeah that's it that's all you, that's all you need you know i was pushing steve to rhyme on it too i don't know if you guys have heard he's got bars I've heard some of his bars. He wrote he wrote four bars in oh, like, I did write Billionaire's it. verse. Yep. Which like jokingly and I was like, dude, I'm gonna use that. Because he said, uh we we were I forget what the, it was you I was in, Moses. I was impersonating a, Moses. You were impersonating Moses on a group text and you went, Holy hell, holy hell in the ocean, I'm an open shell, known for bringing slow motion to show and tell. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking using that like immediately. <laughs> like that, I was like, I just passed, <laughs> I just pasted that into the notepad app. Like that is going into the next verse. <laughs> That's definitely a Moses bar, right? It, it's a great bar. Yeah. That's an amazing bar. Chuck, I think that verse is my favorite verse of yours on this whole album, too. Like every time I listen to that, I'm just like, oh my God, dude, murder. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Kill that. I, so I, I appreciate that because it was definitely the the last verse I recorded, hmm. and at that point I was in full gas mode of how good the record was, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Plus, I, I have a ton of respect for for both guys in the pen pals, but like knowing that Max was going to jump on it 
and rhyme after me and have the last verse in the album i was like all right dude like like you know this is the last track like we've already just we've already decided that steve didn't produce it it's the last track it's the last verse you're recording like don't mess this up and I, i it's one of those things i sat around for a while to find the first four and mm. then just kind of mm. organically going through stuff in my head one day was like the whole you get, you get side sidebar side while I'm sipping a sidecar inside a dive bar and I'm rating it five stars. I was like, okay, that can yeah. start. We'll see where that that one goes. Yeah, no, that that's ridiculous too. And like, I mean, if you know what a sidecar is as well, like, and get that reference that you're not just rhyming it to rhyme it. Like, it's yeah. dude, it's it's great. It's it's fantastic, man. Well, it's interesting because a sidecar is technically a cocktail too, but I always think of it as a beer and a shot right like as mm-hmm. like oh the side so it went really well with dive bar whereas i think the actual sidecar drink is like maybe orange juice and some other liquor and i don't know what else i'd have to look it up but like i it's not that's not a typical order for me but in the dive bar like you give me your worst draft beer in a jameson that's yeah. an order right there exactly <laughs> nah man it, it's it's awesome the whole album's great man i mean I'm imagining that that's the feedback you've been getting from, you know, everybody on the show and, and all the homies too. And like, even, even other people, man, you know, I've been putting other people onto it. So it's just a really, really good album. And just want to say, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Actually. So was the reaction really positive for people? I imagine you start by saying you should check this album out and I'm on track five. <laughs> I mean, I would, I certainly would do oh. that way to friends. Like a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win for everybody, you know, let's, uh, <laughs> That's kind of a retention test. If the people then write back, they're like, yeah, this is a really good album. You're like, oh, you really liked the song I was on enough to even listen to the other nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but at the same... Well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I guess that would be like the move for anybody sharing the album because I think like, yeah, sure, we want our friends to know that we did something new, but also at the same time, like you should listen to this whole thing because like it's amazing and you like music and who it doesn't even matter that you guys are my homies. You know what I mean? Like I always try and share music with people. At this point in the game, they should take my recommendations highly. I don't come with no bullshit. I see oh, C's Mike's is in the house. Although it says in the building. I was going to say. I was this, is, say. this is reminding me of like technical difficulties from prior shows. Let's see if we <laughs> just, just we throw that this. mic out the window. I thought you guys were censoring me. Well, Andy was praising it. I was like, yo, man, this shit is trash. This guy's lying to you. Did you, uh, how did, Cole, how did you feel when, uh, it, the first time you heard the reference to I'm here to fill in while C's load manages? It was hey, I'm not I'm I'm nothing if not somebody who can laugh at myself. I thought it was a great line. Thank you. I told them that's the only thing I ever wanted to hear about that line was to make you laugh. So yeah, mission accomplished. I believe I te- I texted somebody. It might have it might have been somebody not on the album, which seems impossible since there's so many people on the album. <laughs> <laughs> I texted my therapist. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's actually a good segue into the fact that I don't think we've actually talked about this, that when we started doing the album, we were originally saying we were going to do a second EP because we put out the Chrome Bills EP, mm. and we wanted Cole to be on every track, right? And then Steve was just pushing out so many beats, and the one thing that I always found easy was to do one verse with no chorus and nothing else, and I was like, oh, I can do this, like I can keep doing this, so I was floating stuff to to cole and then you were like yo i've got you know I'm, I'm working on the with project i'm working on the the cubby joint like if it's all good i'd rather like just leave it at five and i was like hey do you mind if we reach out i think the the first song we did after that was the one with uh with des and moses because i was like hey i think i'm gonna get some songs with other people like these guys have expressed interest and then it sort of grew into the fact where there was only one song that was just me and it actually was supposed to have a feature on it and we ended up just making it a shorter track 
Um, but like I, I think that even when we recorded until next time, it was still like that was just the fifth song of the EP, right? Yeah, that was a, that was the fifth song. And, and there was a done, different. We had, got, we had done the joint with Elspin, and there were, so and we, there was a different beat on that song too. I think. Was there really? Yeah. No, it was always those guitars, at least. Mm-mm. I'll, bite, I'll pull bite, it up. I'll bite. pull it up. But anyways. But yeah, so C's, glad to have you yeah, on thanks, here. Yeah, thanks, CZ. But hey, appreciate you having me on, man. Welcome. Love your contributions Welcome. This the is record. the Chromebills podcast, if you, if you recall. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, I, I think the other thing that worked it out kind of nice was that from a song order perspective, it was it almost told the story where when you're listening to the album it's mm. like oh cole's gonna be on every track because like you're on the first three right and then there's sort of a gap and then i think you're on if we if we assume chrome billionaires as track 10 is the one that steve the one track that steve didn't produce and kind of lives like a bonus track you're on the first three and the last two and then everything else sits in the middle so the load management aspect of the song order and the punchline spot on are, like work even better than i would have expected yeah by the time it gets to andy's song people are like where is this asshole well you know, <laughs> i'll say songs one through three and then eight through ten or whatever it was at the end you know and commonly known aka's the skippers <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i did i did want to say that um in some way there have been times where i've missed your gentle caress uh you know but by being on the podcast but i feel like um making music with you guys is something that you know it's not like we do it every day right so i don't feel like we missed a beat in terms of making an album and and i appreciate you guys having me on and it's funny i was thinking earlier today about i i know when i was writing that stuff i don't know how much material you already have but it was right at the beginning of the pandemic when i was home all the time so people are like, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you? I mean, at my house, people that I'm related to by marriage and fatherhood. And I was so glad to have something where I was like, I, nah, I, I got this other responsibility to do. Is it something that, that contributes to our welfare, Daddy? Nope. Not yet. Not yet, right. at least. But yeah, no, man, it's the true. timing we, was great. Yeah, we talked about that before you great, got on, yeah. that the, uh, the line at the beginning of Get Siced, where I say, recording live from inside was actually a reference to the fact that I was recording it during what we all thought was going to be a two-week lockdown. Right, yeah. And then I said to you, like, it's interesting to think a lot of that did come out in More like two March years. to June. Yeah, March to June 2020. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a crazy time. I think it was very cathartic to have that outlet to work on, too. I hope, hope you guys felt the same way. I hope your listeners felt the same way. Fuck your listeners. It was, it was fantastic, too, because Cole set off from a writing perspective – Handle and biz, mm-hmm. uh, the the joint that L's on with the here and now, right? And then I think I did the first verse on the other three because I think I actually rhymed first on back again, and then Steve was like, "I want to put you last because you say." And on that note, I say peace to end the verse. Can we get real rap nerdy? Let's go. Yeah. So when you were saying that you wanted to just write one verse, I feel like I remember back again. It had your verse on it, and then it was back. Back and forth. Well, and then the end of my verse was just like like it wasn't going to be the hook. And then I I don't know if I said it. But I was like I remember thinking, I hope I said it because I fucking wrote it. But you know that would that's like a nice easy concept for a song. We don't need to have yo. Know, we need a twelve bar hook, and we got to have opera singers in the background. You know. And this was for oh for back again for yeah. back again. Yeah, it's just like we're back again. Like is that it? Yep. <laughs> now here comes another <laughs> verse. No, but you're I, actually because I remember you then. 
you sent it back with the back and forth too. The lat, you mean the four, the four for four exchanges? The, the two fours, yeah. Because I think I just sent a verse. You sent it back because I remember Steve. Didn't I come in way later and fill in the? You did. The, yeah, the, I kind of remember that. And then I guess that's true. The hooks, the hook becomes the scratches that you do. Do yeah. you do the scratches? You know how we coming. That yeah, that's me. Okay. But I added that after that. Song that explains was, a lot. <laughs> that, that that song was done. I added those scratches way later. Yeah, I mean that. That's what I'm saying. Like, because there was something. Think, it was just like the beat was. There was a long transition between when you guys did the back and forth, right? Yes. And I was like, okay, I gotta put you mean, something. My in long there. transition. You mean a long amount of time? Like eight bars. It was like maybe eight oh. bars in there. Yeah. Locked in. Locked in. Steve right, Bills. Let's, let's let's go. Let's go all the way in. We back again with the capping gown. Graduated from debut to take two. So what's on deck this time around? A breakthrough that'll make you double down. And get Were you playing a lot of poker when you wrote Crap. this verse? Yeah, so what happened was when the when the pandemic started. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to everyone I've been playing poker with. Shout out to the yeah, There's a lot of poker started references playing, on this record. Started playing poker on Zoom. Mm. Right? And at the very beginning, it was like a group of 10 people. At the very beginning, I was winning a lot. Okay. Uh, I've now probably leveled up to being like in the middle of the five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was really feeling myself. So I was like, call me Billy get Big you, Stack. Get your, silly, get your silly wig cracked because when I'm playing poker, call me Billy Big Stack. When I'm playing poker, call me Billy Big Stack. Pocket aces and for profit raises are intact. Chips splash on impact. Fact. I'm never pondering the Bogart. Confidence beyond it, I'm as honest as a loan shark. Sonic wandering with Mozart. And money laundering like Ozark. Collect 200 and pass go. Another rap book that's a dad joke in a fast flow. That's dad jokes. You never know which draws the last though. So I break the camel's back with a lasso. This is my obligatory mention of coronavirus. I have no insight beyond you shouldn't vote for tyrants. Pardon the pundit, abundant as the hopeless violence that appeals to the self sabotage that grows inside us. Who brought this, Who brought this fun guy? With all the happy raps. I'm crazy. Fan- Minus fantastic athlete. Baggy slacks. Kick back, relax, and get as best as from your maxi pads while the Me Too movement treats your testicles like hacky sacks. I, that guru line play is one of my favorite that I've ever done. I'm crazy. Minus to hip hop and baggy slacks because you know the line where he's like crazy hip hop yeah i'm crazy i'm crazy hip hop check one two and you don't stop stop. yeah i'm just crazy don't social have the one the lines that are like raising eyebrows from your significant others and it's definitely been like i think we talked about it on the uh on the even in death on one of the songs you say like vagina soaked yeah Uh yeah that one was one where uh, my wife was like, asbestos from your maxi pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come and get it. It's a lot of private it, part references. Well, that was like a big That was like a big thing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was like a conspiracy theory. So it's not true. So any men out there, you're not going to get asbestos from your maxi pads. Your validation voluntary. Besides, I'm open-minded as a monastery. Honor every member of your group think but solitary. I keep clubs swinging like Pinehurst. I Petey Suggs wrote me. He's like, I have a pine, I still have a Pinehurst polo shirt. <laughs> my verse, but the blue light makes my eyes hurt. Okay, hold on, hold on. What does that line mean? I still meant to ask you that. I'd flirt with my verse, but the blue light makes my eyes. Okay, hurt. my verse, like our girl, our girl. Yeah. 
to that point, yo, I mean, <laughs> listen, there is, oh, shit, I didn't even think about I thought he was just talking about his own verse. Oh. I didn't know it was about his his, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. his cheat, his, what's, what do they call that, like your top three cheat list? Or right? Yeah, who, right, okay, yeah. okay, so Myself. break that line down for me. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, me too, I need that too. So, I mean, listen, at this point in my life, I've got a beer belly, uh-huh. I'm married, two children, I work all the time make music in my spare time and then go to sleep mm. the chances of meeting my verse in person i would say have drastically reduced sure in the last the last two or three years sure. I would say, if not sure. ever the only time i'm going to interact with my verse is by seeing her on a screen but the blue light makes my eyes hurt right so blue light i, I wear blue light glasses all the time because i'm a press so uh oh like the blue light from the computer screen oh wow this shit's got levels i'm i'm type i'm typing away at at my verse yo 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 and i I can't even think of something (laughs) clever to say and then my eyes start tearing Uh, up okay i knew it see i I, all right shout out cam cam is has left the building by the way we didn't set up the rules for this Everyone is allowed to come in and drop yeah, off. Yeah, John, don't feel point. obligated to hang on. Yeah. Get John, the fuck don't out don't of feel here, like John. you now just got sucked into listening to what will be like a two-hour. Okay, he just texted. He's got to run. Thanks for having me All on. Right. Cool. Absolutely. Cam's going to go holler at my verse. He's going to go holler so, at my verse. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so it is about my verse. Oh, yeah. It's life. One of us will die first, but I'll be back again. You ought to ask a friend. I don't think I heard the cuts until I heard... I mean, I heard the album in advance of it coming out, but I don't think I heard a mix with that. Right. That was a nice surprise. The beat nuts feels like a very good. All right, can you name? Can you name all? Can you name all the people who I, I cut up? Let's let's go. Through, say them line by line, and then I'll tell you. Right. Just when you least expect. Just when you least expect it. You're not gonna get that. That's just ice. That one I don't know. The we're and back, it, we're, I don't know. You know is that and Narwhal? And we're back. Is that Narwhal? Is that Chrome Bill? Narwhal. Um, Nar- Narwhal. Narwhal. <laughs> and we're back comes from the alcoholics. There's a skit where they're on the radio with the with the uh, loot pack, right? Okay. You guys remember this on the coast? Is this on liquidation? On the coast to coast record. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, okay. and we're back. You remember that? Uh, it's the vaguely. first song on Coast to Coast. W L I X. I first, but I'll be back again. You ought to ask a friend. Beat nuts. I don't even know what the once again is now. I can't even remember. Oh, that's cool. G rap and DJ Polo. There, I think it's on Coast to Coast. One of the interludes. Mm. Why am I? Maybe it's an exhibit album. I think it's an E-Swift beat mm. where it's just like 30 seconds of a dope-ass beat. And they actually say, they're like, this is just something for y'all to freestyle to. Oh, Damn, fire. whose album was that on? Fire. We'll have to look it up. We should do that on I mean, in that one, this this fell in my lap, that scratch, because it's like raw blues with the funky drum drumming. And is it the like, sweet butts? And I was like, all right, well, that's what this song is, right? But is that the whole line? He goes... Um, you know how we come we in come raw in. blues with the funky drum drumming. I don't even remember. Oh, is that the boom? boom? It's like kind of a really mellow beat nut song. Uh, hold on. I can make you sing, make me real back. Come with raps when I kick him back. I sit back and puff fulfill. The flow is so damn ill. Is it that song? Uh, give me a second. While you look it up, I want to throw it out to all the freestyle people out there because I know we talked about this mm, mm. Uh, offline, as the kids say. 
the fried chicken, the beet nuts fried chicken yeah, is instrumental. Most slept on freestyle beat ever. That is a banger. Drums are hard on there. Mm-hmm. Monster. Well, if you had to freestyle to a beat on this record, what are you picking? Oh. Uh, I think back again is the easiest one because it's slow, but like that's definitely one of those beats. It's like the storm or one by one. It it never gets repetitive. It's slow with energy. Yeah. So yeah. It's like it's. A, oh, there we but go. I think, uh, the red chrome bill shirt. Okay. All right. Who's this? Who's here? Oh no, slop. Oh, you? he's got an OG. What size is that? Jesus. Seriously, if that's XL, I'll buy it off. <laughs> it yeah. is. You got an XL? Is that crispy? <laughs> oh, you never been worn before? No, I'm, I'm actually folding laundry while I listen. Oh, to you okay, guys talk, I got you. So. Okay, nice. <laughs> but I wear yeah. frequently. I mean, it's, it was in the laundry, you know. So it's. I'm the only one that has. He's the, the only one who's got hoodie. the oh, the pink hoodie. Look at that pink hoodie. Coveted. Damn. I'm just thinking about. I'm sure we all listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm surprised in the podcast space for as many passive activities that people do while listening to podcasts. Mm. Folding laundry is probably number one. It's got to be. Absolutely. Gotta I'm be. surprised you don't hear more laundry products being advertised. That's you're on to some. You know, you're on to you know some. I mean? Yeah, you're definitely you guys are. There. All right, it's time. You're definitely at. Yeah. Dude, I like Obligatory shouts at the first respondents They kept the promise herbs in Congress Ought to search their conscience Granted, most of my raps are merely urgent nonsense But word is bond if you agree that Chuck's verse was bonkers My verse is bonkers The unpopular supplies <laughs> would drop on a cassette <laughs> My verse is that? bonkers and I... <laughs> this, Steve knows, do you remember? This was an offline conversation I kept having trouble filling in the other two because i kept coming in and being like yes he's my versatile bumper and then i was like hate the four bars and i was like i'm just gonna rhyme off it and and let it kind of sit there (laughs) yeah i don't remember but you guys talked about that yeah yeah my versus i think think at one point he was like like i'm from yonkers and i'm this horse he was like you haven't sent the back like so many other songs that kept going he's like you still owe the two fours gotcha we're back again i was like i'm having a lot i was like i have the second one my raps are nearly urgent nonsense, but word is bond if you agree that Chuck's verse was bonkers. We're sponsored with the unpopular yeah. supplies, so we'll drive on a cassette while we're pressing 45. Like, like nine, nine, I, I want, want my name in bright lights, and get shouted out more than pretty Lou, it's big nice. Back again like a herpes flare up, a dirty pair of socks behind the dryer, or your 30s haircut, your hair sucks. You okay, escape. I always felt a certain way about that line. Not gonna lie, dude. Which way do you Who on. has the '30s haircut? Yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> I thought that way too. I was like, "Is that a shot at well, me?" I mean, I... Two things. Two okay, things, here we go. Here we go. There's been many times, many times, <laughs> while you were there. Right. I think I even talked to Morgan no, you, about it yeah. to your wife once while yeah. you weren't there about yeah. how much I admire your hair. Right, right, Not right. just respect, right, but admire your hair. And and for all the Peloton folks out there, and even if you're not a Peloton folk. I want you to Google a guy named Dennis Morton, Morton, <laughs> Dennis Morton, and I want you to tell me if you've ever seen. Steve he does look Dennis like Morton me. In the I'm not gonna. Room. I'm not gonna lie. He does look same like same dude. Yeah. Make sure you're not looking at an older clip where he has like, like the, super long hair, the '90s hair metal. Like <laughs> right. he could have been the extra guitar player for yeah. Poison. Hey, yo, yeah. You must want to be. <laughs> yo, I got to tell you this. My mm-hmm. man is the most, and I, I say this as the person who's probably second most. The most lacking in rhythm, dude, I've ever seen. Like when oh, he's Dennis, on the bike, Dennis. <laughs> when he's getting hype about shit on the bike, it's it's mad awkward. I mean, he's a good instructor. I'm sure he's a great guy. I can't be the first person that's noticed that. 
Yeah, it got it definitely got weird when they started doing the classes in COVID with no one there because then it would the the mic was only or the camera was only on them and right. he'd start like he'd be yeah. like this is an outcast only ride right, and I'm right. like oh god this is gonna be tough <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, res- I respect yeah. the dude because I think in terms of playlist mm. he would be my mm. favorite Peloton yeah. instructor easily he's got True the L playlist I think we talked about it it might have been on the podcast but it was at least the three of us where. Uh, he was the only guy I ever heard play Atmosphere, and That's it dope. was just a slug feature on a song with like Black Alicious and a couple other people. And then he goes, that verse you heard right there, that's my man, Atmosphere. He's oh. from Minnesota. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of people be like, I like Gangstar. He's right. good. Right. You know, oh, like one of those right, things yeah. where it's like nothing can – someone could rattle off all five albums and rank them in right. a respectable order, but if they say – that gangstar guy is nice. Right. That gangstar guy is good. It's going to hurt you in your soul. Eric B is the best rapper. <laughs> <laughs> we back again well, like this- Vladimir Putin. Wearing Robert Kraft's ring. Keep your rabbit ears tuned in. As part of the movement, you win. A news feed full of new trends and loose ends. Say words. words. The American bomb. The original orangutan. Prop over this big John stud training montage type cranking ass filthy thing that still should be ashamed of. Big shot, my brother K. Chrome. Big shot, my brother C's Mike's old gym dropping ass type dude. Big shot, my brother Steve Bill. Still got my copy of Pitch Perfect 2. I'm gonna need that back. Shout out to every friend of the show. This is the super educated sloppy Joe. Let's go. Shout out to Pretty Lou. Shout out to Spig Nice. Let's get sight. We should have had sloppy Joe on here, by the way. But, He's uh, the real MVP. Dude, he absolutely Unsung is. hero, man. That was I mean, the last ad. That was the absolute last ad, and it was perfect that it went on the first song. And the only thing we said, we were like, end with get siced. That was the yeah. only framework. Like We were like, you know, obviously do a shout out. That we, He hadn't heard anything on I think we might have given him a song or two for flavor. Obviously, we gave him that one. But like maybe another song or two for just flavor. Mm-hmm. Or the singles were out, and then we're just like, yeah, get siced is the next song. And then he just murdered it. Dude. Yeah. What does he say? This big John stud this workout montage. Training montage. Type training montage. I mean, that's... That Steve Bill should be ashamed of. That's amazing. It's so good. I fuck with it. He didn't even just say pitch perfect, but pitch perfect too. Pitch perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, shout shit. out to him, man. That, he, he, he go way back with him. I love that. There was a time I where I remember having the runs at. I had to. Uh, I went to hang out with <laughs> I him. Having the My runs. story was going to be much more right. music focused. I'll tell it after call. Right. It was. I think his name was Sir Jinx. I I remember going to record with Slappy Joe. It might have been at a uh, at High C's house mm. or so Skrilla, and I had the runs like <laughs> that was the worst. So I might be blurring. Cool things, story. But I thought that he was there. <laughs> There was something that went on a Vinny Vicious mixtape. So I that mean, was that, you and I, right? That was you and I thought. Yeah. I thought Joe was there when we recorded. He it. was. Yeah. And that was, I think, the first time I saw him outside of like, we all hung around the same like very loud ass clubs where people would spin hip hop. You know, this is like in the U turn, you know, era Bohemian Caverns era yep. of like the early two thousands, like. 2002 2003 type era and i think it was the first time i hung out with him outside of there where you're not like yo good freestyle you know right Right. and the five minute conversation you might have while burning something outside you know like outside of that uh but he's always been the man much respect i love everything he's he's done to date i hope there's more uh get busy's coming agreed 
Yeah, they were great. I've actually just like really gotten into my Mixcloud shit. I realized that it's a good thing to put on while you're working. I saw you. Li- I saw you. You liked me on there today. Follow. I did today. I realized I didn't even have a profile. I like put a photo. I didn't know on. I had one either. I still don't know who's managing the Chrome Bills profile on there. Yeah, uh, Rich, Rich Chin coming in. Stumpy Is Rich Chin in the house? What's up, Rich? Slop, what's going on? I was saying I'm the one that manages the uh, Mixcloud Chrome Bills account. Is that you? We were wondering. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, it's me. Don't worry. You guys haven't made any money on there yet. I'll let you know when you do. <laughs> what? Rich, welcome, man. How you doing? Oh, we can't hear Rich. I think he's on, he's on mute. mute. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's my first Zoom call ever, whatever. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good, man. What is this? Make that mistake two years later. All right, here you go. Good, Hold man. On. Hold on, I was gonna find. I'll be the first to just say, Rich. I don't think we've ever even interacted in person. Oh, is that yeah, true? I apologize. Uh, no. But, like I was so, so excited when we got the cuts back from Handle and Biz. Like, good lord. Good and I don't lord. know if like. I don't even know if Steve had told you what to cut or told you that Redman was my favorite rapper or anything, but like when I got it back, I was ecstatic. Oh man, you murdered that. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um nah, Steve gave me the Steve gave me the sample. Uh but I'm with you, man. I love Redman too. But yeah. Glad to be a part of it. Glad it made the cut. <laughs> like Shit. It ended up on Shit. the single. It ended up on a single doggy dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun though. Yeah, yeah, so I, re- I remember meeting you at Verox, right? Yeah, long, man, that one being, I think that's where I first met you and. Uh, yeah, and me too, yeah, I think, yeah, right? right? Yep. Yeah. And Attic. Attic was there. Yep. Cam was there. Is Attic here? Is he still in here? Okay. Yep. Attic's petting his cats. But he's so, on, he's but on remember, mute with the camera off, just sitting here getting a is little. That, that's the first time we met, Rich? At Verox House? Yeah. I think oh, so. that's awesome, man. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen since. Then. That was I don't know how many years ago, man. Like, yeah, that was definitely uh, before I got married. Or no, sh- shortly after I got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, like, hold oh, on. Oh, you know what it was? He's like, you better. You know what it was? I got out of packing. My wife and I had bought a house. <laughs> she was pregnant. <laughs> oh man! I got out of packing up our apartment to move to the house because I was going. That party had been on the books. She had like an aunt come over and help her. <laughs> it was so pissed when I got setting the stage there. <laughs> That was all. Awesome. Y'all got this, right? I'm going to go rap. <laughs> but yeah, I remember meeting you. I was like, oh, this guy is amazing. You know, I, all the DJs there, because for the listeners out there, as everybody knows, the homie of rock is just everybody's spiritual guidance counselor. And he had a That's big a party That's at his fact. house. Andy, somebody making out? What's going on with that bed? I think speaker? that's Andy. I think that's Andy. What? No. Nah. No, I don't think it was it the sound effect. Oh no, I just hit the applause here. I heard some slurping and gurping in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it was the gurping that bothered me more than the slurping. Be- I was I was really I was really thirsty. That was me. Continue, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh so Barack had a big party, a bunch of people went over there, were on the decks, including Attic. Everybody was cutting up, people were freestyling. I had on my Christian Equay jersey. I distinctly remember that. Barack's younger son was potty training and was just like <laughs> pissing all over. <laughs> so uh, I remember meeting Rich. I was like, oh, this guy's a really incredible DJ. And then hearing, you know, that's always, Chuck, to your point when you were talking about hmm. being at a show, the energy that's around that, it, you know, it's, it's very different when it's just like one-on-one with people. 
the energy that I had in that room with Rich Hank, like killing it on the cuts. I was like, yeah, that guy was dope. And then when I saw that you were on the record, I was like, I wonder if this guy's as good as I remembered him being. And you know, I was like, holy shit. He's, I mean, you were good that day of rock. So I was like, this guy's like 10 times better. No, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Before you got on, we were talking, I'll just preface it for you that like, I was really impressed with Steve's ego because Steve's obviously a very good DJ and he does cuts on two or three of the songs on the record that he he purposely went out and was just like I want to s- spread the love to people and and use the term mentor for like for you addict you know as well as DJ Rags for just people that he's really inspired by and that it, it kind of touches me in a way of like thinking that you know that doesn't really happen for MCing as much as it seems like you guys have a really good group of people that are good at DJing and progressing the craft Yeah, agreed. and all that. What's uh, just for, for Chrome billionaires that have only heard you through this record and are hearing you on the show for the first time now, what's a little bit about your background? Uh, I mean, I think you start just getting into DJing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I got my first tables back in high school, you know, mid nineties, some nasty belt drives from like, Upstairs Records Magazine or whatever that thing was. Oh, hell yeah. That little starter package with the... Some Geminis? Gemini Would you get some Geminis? Uh, the mixer was Gemini. The tables yeah. were a linear tech. Ooh, I don't even know those. Exactly. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, but actually, I mean, uh, before I even got that, I, had, I tried to do a MacGyver setup, like pick up some nasty turntable from like a garage sale. Um, you know, not meant for DJing had the old component thing and I would plug in the um, turntable into the aux, play a tape and it would have the toggle buttons. Yep. So I would hold the tape button down and then tap the aux button like <laughs> to make the record at, come in and out. As your crossfader. Yeah. So I was doing that till I got the money to get the <laughs> tables. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And there's, I, you know, I had it, but I didn't like, it was on and off, on and off. And then, uh, I don't know, I'd say about, Around that time of that party was when I really started getting like into it and serious and um, meeting meeting and uh, learning with Rags. Like he's been he's been huge for me. And like you were saying, Chuck, like that whole we do have. I mean, it's it's nice to have that group of guys like that that are good people, good cuts. You know, iron sharpening iron, all that, whatever. But um, but yeah, because I was I was initially scared to kind of get into the scene because I thought it would be kind of you know you go do something and people are like oh that guy sucks <laughs> all the time. But mm-hmm. it's like a way more positive of a scene. Um, than I would have expected. So that's been really good. Yeah, we're part of the Mid-Atlantic Scratch League. Yeah. Nice. So for anybody out there, MASL on Facebook. I feel like that's where it's kind of the most active, Rich, would you say? Yeah, the page on there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, a bunch I mean, of DJs, like goes from yeah. all the way from Baltimore down to Virginia, basically. Bunch of DJs, so. Yeah, and Barack and uh, Cameron, I mean, they did a great job with that. I mean. Yep. You talk about being, you know, selfless, or whatever. Just doing a lot of events for people and taking anybody, welcoming everybody. So for sure, that's right. Cam, the other cam, people. cam two, <laughs> right? DJ, <laughs> is there DJ a cam two? Yeah, DJ phenomenon. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. And Christian, I, I can't leave him out. So yeah, 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 no doubt. No, it sounds like you guys have a, have a great group. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, yeah, Rich hand, is our Rich handling. is our scratch champ, right? You you're the reigning scratch <laughs> champ, right? For for the Mid-Atlantic Scratch League. Just because, yeah, it's been defunct. He's got, he's got the belt right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Handel and Biz was one of those things that uh, Cole did the first verse on. Mm. That was a beat that was like very unanimous when Steve kind of put it in the folder. For sure. You know, we, we had like a Dropbox folder with, I don't know, at the, at the time we started, maybe only 
Steve always said, like 10 or 15 beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely grown a lot larger now, but 10 or 15 beats. That one was like a unanimous, and Cole was like, all right, I'll set it off. Uh, he hit it. Uh, I did a verse, and then we knew we wanted to get uh, Dude Computer on something. I still remember, I was on vacation, actually, when the Dude Computer verse came in, and I was like, oh, shit. And actually, I missed a flurry of text where, Steve, you were like, uh, the lyric where he's like, I only done a single song with Chuck, but got a lot with Cole. Yeah, we had to, we had to correct you had him on that. back, and at the, the original lyric was, I've never done a single song with Chuck. And you like sent him this link, and you were like, you did one song that's already the three of you rhyming on it that was one of your singles. So obviously left quite an impression. Uh, but... <laughs> But that uh, that was on there, and then I was like, "Wow, this song is really good." Just because I thought Mitch had right away brought in, you know, just from like a <clears throat> best bars of the album. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, he's certainly got contenders in there." You know, he's got a couple. In I that I agree. I think Andy's coming back on him to echo that sentiment. Yeah, yeah Andy. What, I would just make sure we're talking about the same ones on some MC shit. What are the What are the ones that jump out to you? The whole the whole verse, man. <laughs> I mean the whole thing, dude. I, I love, I love that. It's, it's the whole thing. Yeah, let's rock. I mean, the, let's the, rock. I feel like we should rock this for a minute. What do you think? I would say at least the uh, the result remains to be seen, like an open casket, and then the whole pasta hole. Yeah, you should try to think before you open up your pasta hole. I mean, I don't want to to uh, block you guys out. We can start with with uh, Mitch's verse, but I think Mitch is worse than Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Out like <laughs> Manson's rib. All right, let's go. So get Rich's cuts in there. All right, all right, facts, facts. Not buying it. Too busy driving to widen another client list. Maybe you can be your Scotty. What up? What's good? How's it going? Good to see you guys. Hell yeah. Like the Catholic Church handling kids, it will take your girl out like Marilyn Manson's ribs. I'm dancing a jig right on top of your grave. If you were late with the invoice, cause I gotta get paid, you got 30 days from the second that I send it. And not getting your skull then it should be enough incentive. Unless you don't handle your business properly. In which case, you'll probably try to cop a plea. If you're putting all of your eggs in a broken basket, the result remains to be seen like an open casket. That might have gone over your head. It also might be something somebody else already said. I don't know. I don't know. Shit, anything is possible. You You should always speak before you open up your pasta hole. Only done a single song with Chuck, but done a lot with Cole. Money clippers, solid gold, and all the bills inside of Chrome. Oh, we got a Penthouse Invasion. Penthouse Invasion. Yeah, crush Rich, you're flexing super hard, dude. <laughs> So we got a God damn Rich, Rich. You absolutely murdered wow. Rich you're, you're a murderer Rich you're a murderer dude Jesus We got Christ. a nice packed house in here We got Steve Bills Big Slop Seize Mikes Rich Chin Myself 
Rapswell from the Pen Pals. Squires from the Pen Pals. This might be a re- is seven deep a record for a Chrome Bills right for now? For sure, yeah, that's definitely. This is very deep. We're not going to say which one, but one of us has come out publicly in support of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We're not going <laughs> to specify which one. I've got a guess based on recent Twitter feeds. <laughs> no shots. No, that was yeah. Mitch, actually. Whew. <laughs> Yo, so yo, glad to have you guys on this. How do, I, how do I sound? Sound good. Sounded good. If you could be a little louder, I would love it. But it does sound like you're you? recording on like a webcam mic. Is that true? Are you gonna? Oh, you got the good Absolutely mic. Absolutely not. Hit it. Oh, now. oh now, the now, now, of the, now we're here. That's the opposite of a webcam mic, right there. I didn't that's, know I had to hold this shit. That's a mic. That's that mic is is uh, manufactured in France somewhere, right? <laughs> no, it's German. Okay. So I want I want to jump right to you guys, Cole. I want to get back to you. Is on that annoyment? I feel like we I feel like we glossed over Colby and on <laughs> on five tracks just because it's it's a Chrome Bills party. But since we've got the two of you fellas here, uh, yeah, I think we originally planned that Steve was going to do every beat on the record. Uh, sure. Scotty uh, went ahead and sent. I think it was three beats over. True. One of them was already named Chrome Billionaires, though, like almost like he knew, but he was like, hey, just in case, you know, just in case I'll float these other two. And I listened to them all and I just like kept coming back. And there was something about I I don't have a good enough music vocabulary to say it, but there's almost like a tiny Mm -hmm. stagger that allows me Mm -hmm. and and Max as like rappers to get in a really nice pocket on it uh, that when we heard it right away, we're like, all right, that's that's got to be the one. And like that's going on. And Steve and I were always like, all right. We already had a song called like uh, you know, till until next time. So we're like, this will kind of live like a bonus track. Like it'll just be it'll be part of the album, but it'll feel like it's the you know who knows what's coming after this type of moment. Uh, beats phenomenal. I do my best to lay a verse on it, knowing it's going to be the last verse I lay on the record. Slide it to Max. He kills it. But Scotty, let's st- let's start. Let's just talk about the beat. Let's talk about how how that comes sure. to be and how you even decide to float it to us to, to does, jump on this. Does, well, thank you. Yeah, man, I appreciate just the you know the opportunity to have the one <laughs> you know the one outside production credit. No you doubt. Put it, no you doubt. Put it at the end. It's the album closer. Um, but um, no, I think you guys reached out to us, right? I think Steve, you um, you reached out and. I went through some beats that I had. I picked I picked a couple that I had made already. And then I said, okay, let's go back to um I like just went went through some of my old records. Um the ones I ended up putting together for that one ended up being records I'd I've used before, like different parts of them. Mm-hmm. Um but I had you guys in mind when I made it and I decided to call it Chrome Billionaires. I I figured it would be like a placeholder for whatever it ended up being called. But <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta be careful, um, Scotty. What you, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you do have to be careful. <laughs> it's you funny because Martini music was going to be a pl- tea sandwich, and then next thing you know, <laughs> right. it's single, baby. Well, it's funny you say that on a pen pals level because Martini music, the the song that Bobby's on, was definitely a placeholder because I. I had said to Steve, I was like, oh, I'm going to rap about booze because this feels like the only beat on the record you can play at a cocktail party. And then I rhymed on And then he said it in the lyric. And I was like, all right, well, because yeah, I think I sent it as like martini music draft. But I at, at no point was really thinking that would be the title. But then once he said it, I was like, shit, I don't have a better title. So yeah, <laughs> same for this. We're like Chrome Billionaires. I mean, the only thing really tied between Max and I's verses was I had said, 
I was the freshest rapper with a bald spot. And then he said he was the freshest rapper with a hairy back. So, <laughs> which I'm glad I'm glad we're here to discuss. Yeah, this, no shots. No shots. Here we point. go. Here we go. I didn't know C's was going to be in the combo. Who else has a hairy back? Oh, oh boy! And uh, I know there's <laughs> no Andy. Also has a hairy back. Andy raises East Coast, West Coast beef. Walk out of it, Max. Let me ask you this: When is your birthday? Out of curiosity, June twenty third. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Andy's April. I was gonna say. I wonder if it's like a Pisces, uh, Aries, hmm. Pisces thing oh. with the hairy back. You know I mean, but it's <laughs> it's, it's not. We're thing. just we're just disgusting people. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just the it's just the unhygienic. Uh, well, it's funny because there was a guy named rate. Intuition uh, based out of Cali, and he had like flyers that would go around. Um, it was like Intuition is a hairy rapper, and I was like, dog, like you're hairy, like to the point where it's like. It's conversational. My shit's just hairy to the point where I'm like, I'm trying to hide this shit forever. I'm not putting that shit on a flyer. I'm not mentioning it in a song. Furry. Yeah, for real. Didn't the girl come up? You told that story on the podcast. Oh, yeah. The girl at Safeway came up and just saw your arm and went, furry. No, I was, just, I was a bag boy. And this mom was like, can you watch my kids while I go get the car? And I looked down. There's two little adorable little girls. One of them looks up, pets my arm. That was the one, the part that oh, got wow. me. Oh, wow. Why are you so Philly? Yeah, I don't <laughs> want like, to bring what? up all business, but wasn't didn't you um you know have an entanglement at one point in time and some and the the girl synopsis of the encounter was so much hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do remember that. I'll I'll, I'll clue you in later. It's not okay. a, this is not maybe not an entanglement. This is this was pre marriage. Yeah, this, this is a hookup. It this was is a, a hookup. This is a college. It was a clear. Something. It was a clear unentangled hookup. Uh, that definitely ended with the girl being like, her friend being like, what happened last night? Did oh, you end up yeah. hooking up with my man? She's like, oh, yeah. So much air. <laughs> yeah. I was, the next day, I was like, hey, what's where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, Max. Hey, good good on you, man, for feeling comfortable and not for feeling. Right. It's like Lizzo with the big girl song. You know, like you got to be comfortable with who you are. I'm not a dad. I'm very yet. brave. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A I mean, the true yet. measurement is like how far the hair goes up on the cheek. Right. I mean, who's you guys got to battle that one out? I don't know. <laughs> My dude, like if I didn't if I didn't trim it every few days, I'd be out here looking like a Sam Squanch. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not okay. My shit's but, completely uh, great. How old are you now, Max? What's your social security number? Okay, thirty three. What other what other personal questions wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah, what's your social I'm security like, number, Max? How are, My pin number seventeen sixty two. Using just for men over there. You looking you looking swab. Mm-hmm. I'm over here looking like a fucking not a single gray on these guys on the pen pals. Pen pals. Oh, I got devoid of devoid of grays. I do some I do some. I've got Yeah, plucking and stuff though. You're sitting here with me. It would, it would be a different story as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get to plucking them grays, baby. <laughs> no, I mean, once I get to be like you, though, like I'm just going to embrace it. Yeah, dude, right. yeah. My dad won't even do nothing but pluck anymore because of that shit. Because like, he's, he's like, it makes me look old. I'm like, well, you're old. Like, you got to just <laughs> look how you look, man. You know what else makes you look old? Age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to guess yeah, no, it was once you have a song on Spotify that has like. 1.7 million plays or whatever this has. That you guys are oh. 1.7 million <laughs> plays. Jesus Christ! I'm just looking. At I don't. I don't think I was involved in that one. Uh, Scotty doesn't give a fuck about that. Song. <laughs> what's the, what's you the did not. Oh, oh, I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that, Scotty. You did not produce that song. Do I? No, I, I don't believe so. If that's the song I'm thinking about, 
It's off the Emerald Project. Who who had, produced had that song? Against Emerald, he he wants to. No, Emerald is this amazing producer. Go up in producer. Germany with a you know. With uh, the, uh, okay. <laughs> How does I'm riding with I'm riding with I'm riding with Scott on this one. I'm riding with Scott Scotty on this one. Who who Shout out to Emerald. Emerald, the homie from Cologne, and uh, oh, we actually are just wrapping up another project with him right now. Okay. He's, he's a he's a very uh, cordial gentleman. Very cool dude. Nope. Can we jump all over the place and not yeah. talk about our album for a second and yeah. talk about the project that you guys are working on right now? Which Hold one? Hold up first. What's they up probably have that? like 10 going on. I was thinking <laughs> the one with Dez. I've, I've gotten a few leaks oh, yeah. of the joint with Dez. Yeah, let's uh, let's discuss that in as much detail as you want. We can coax that dude out of the shadow so he can finish up. <laughs> <laughs> Any, hit, anything he hasn't filled in, I will gladly jump in. True, true. We might we might need to take you up on that. I will say that I feel <laughs> Wait, like did Chuck Max is taking me. The... What's that? You're on the record now. <laughs> no, I was just saying I'm on the record as as wanting to fill in. Hell yeah! I feel like Max is taking me more serious as a rapper after the friends of the show <laughs> release because I've been like, let me get on a pen pals joint, let me get on a pen pals joint, and then just yesterday he was like, yo, you want to come over next week? I got some beats. I got this brand new amazing microphone. Sent me a song that was recorded on it that sounds. Very, very. That's good. the mic. What's the He's mic? Holding in his hand, and I was like, "Yo, of course." KG. Been dreaming to get on the pen pals. Okay, I wanted to be on the uh, heavy. Suave. What is Who did that? the heavy beat? That was Scotty. Oh, that was me. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're taking that. That's on Chrome Bills Three. Yeah, you can have that one. We'll okay, they're just giving us throwaways here, Chuck. No, it's not a throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Des to get. I wanted Des to get on that one, man. Mm. And uh, but we got some. We got some ill shit with Moses. I don't know if I sent. Uh, Anyway. Oh, I haven't heard that. I heard the the Des one, which is just... that whole thing is produced by our man Scotty Squires over here, and uh, he, he goes in. But yeah, Des is Des is super dope. He's he's great on your guys' record. I, I think I I sent uh, sent you guys a little text about that yep. the other day. It, super fun. Yeah. Did you guys get into that song yet? Or were you, are we no, no, we haven't we haven't, we haven't gone there. Okay, thank you for playing it. We on haven't the we haven't covered hour. a lot of ground here. I'm. Yeah, let's go into super funds. We haven't we haven't talked about that one. Yeah, thank you for playing it. it on the swell hour. And what was well, the comment hour. that you gave us? Uh, yeah, swell radio hour on Mixcloud. Slamming. We've listened to all four, or at least three or four right now. I think Church. I got one one in, yeah, the, man, in the queue for tomorrow. They're thank awesome. Um, wh- and what was I could say it, but I want to hear it from you. What was the comment that you said on the text to us about that song? Uh it just it fucking stinks, man. I don't know. What did I say? <laughs> you said it was the best posse cut of 2022. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. You did say that, didn't you? All, all v- three verses are incredible. And it's just, you know, it's like you said, you know, you just got to get in on there first so that, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, Steve said uh, that it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. That was the conversation because then Steve was like, that, that's my favorite K Chrome verse. Mm. Or you said, it might be my favorite K Chrome verse. And I was like, yo, I knew that. You know, with those guys coming on the track, not that I have, not that I, you know, don't respect the fuck out of everybody that rhymes on the record. I don't mean to to at all imply that, but I was just like, all right, so I'm doing a song with with uh, Des and Moses, who have songs that I've listened to 50 times, where it's just the two of them, right? Like out to lunch, shit like that. I'm like, all right, I'm not rhyming last. I know that. Like <laughs> the last thing I'm doing on this track is rhyming last. And then we had a joke where we would always call Moses the Set It Off King. Because uh, like on Clean House, he just murders the set off, and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see if I can do this. And I was like, Steve, don't even send him the beat until we send him the beat with me on it, so everyone can just get just get used to hearing me first. Facts. So that it has to be a, a decision where people are like, I think Chuck should go second, 
and luckily I got to stay on the front end. But well, I mean, those the, guys, those guys, uh, well, yeah, those guys thrive in those type of posse cut situations. I was just listening to uh, to the new Moses Rockwell album last night uh, until oh, yeah. you run out of cake. And uh, that album is ridiculous. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, so I gotta, good. I gotta find out who did that. Well, I know now because of you guys' podcast. But the dude who did the beats on that is, is crazy. I gotta kidnap him. You do have um, to kidnap him. That guy's <laughs> super talented. <clears throat> but uh, but there's this track on there called Postmodern Moped. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. get Moses up about today. And uh, it's Moses Rockwell, Desmatic, some dude named uh, Main Point. Yep. And, and Billy Woods mm. and like yeah and that is like they all go off go off yeah like crazy to the point where like when Billy Woods comes and it's like oh Billy Woods is on this joint like shit like I right. thought this it's, track was over yeah, it's wild. <laughs> just when yeah. you think it couldn't get better you know what I mean like, <laughs> like yeah yeah big shout out to man. big shout out to Mosey Yes, that, that's Johnson how I felt Moses about the Rockwell. homeboy Sandman verse and the homeboy Sandman yeah, verse yeah, is crazy yeah, as shit yeah, yeah. too yeah Jesus. Yeah, because yeah, that sounds great. real cool because it's him and Gary are kind of doing like a progressive back and forth. Like it's like four, four, eight, eight, four, eight, twelve, four, eight. Like there's just some sort of weird, you know, flow to how they go back and forth. And then you're like, oh, this song's amazing. And then Homeboy Sandman comes in at the end, just like, all right, let me, uh, let me cherry on top this bad boy. Yeah, so Moses is icing the- on the cake, so to speak. Right. True. Moses and the other dude, they have a, a group, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the uh, Claude Rod Bennington. Ben- Claude Fever Dream. Dream. Right? Yeah. I thought I was like Ron mm. Bennington. Ron, Ron Bennington. Ron Bennington. <laughs> the Ron and Fez podcast. Wait, Moses and who? Uh, Gary Lamar and Gary Lamar. Oh, oh, Moses just has some groups out here. Yeah, they're kind of a live band awesome. group too. Yep. Ah. Right. I, that name. That name rings a bell. Gary Lamar. His, I don't know Moses if it was the last related. record or the one before that, but yeah, we had Gary on. Yeah, we had Gary on. He really kills. I think it's it's a song called Foie Gras. I think it's two Moses records back. Mm-hmm. It's not it's subterranean. Subterranean sweatpants. Yeah. Subterranean. Oh yeah, he yeah, absolutely murders. And the the song is one of those great beats with like the the real nice upright bass yep. line looped. Yep. Uh, that just goes on at the end. They let it ride. It's a good freestyle beat. Mm. But yeah, man, you guys had a great collection of of guests on this uh, on this project, and it was also very. Hyped and happy to hear C's on a lot of tracks. Yeah, same, man. Yeah, yeah that was consistent, you killed, you feed, it, consistent feedback that. we got. With, yeah, you know, I'm glad to hear C's on this you, record. Man. I appreciate it, guys. Cole, how is the, how's the reaction been for you for the record? Have you had people reaching out to you being like, damn, this is nice or so anything? It, I'm in such a bubble with my kids are young to the point where like anytime I'm around them, they're just all over me. That they, I'm sure I'll miss the days when it's like this. I haven't reached a point where they're like "fuck you" and then they go to their room and play video games or whatever. So between <laughs> you, that, Dad. my day job is pretty immersive. I'm in such a bubble of not actually like interacting with people other than my wife and kids. So neither, none of them have had anything positive to say about the record. But I could take or leave their advice anyway. The one person from the outside that hit me up that I was that I was not expecting like beyond like posting stuff was a uh, slug from atmosphere reposted the reel uh that i put up of the album and that's the kind of wow. shit where i'm like I, I and that was the back again verse right yeah 
And it, like we know him well enough. I know you know we all know him well enough. We're like I doubt he's like oh those are the homies. I'm not going to listen to this. Like I'm sure he vetted it. <laughs> you know what I mean before putting it up. So that was super cool. And I've noticed a couple. I hope the Cone Bills account has gotten a couple followers out of that. Like, I've had some followers trickle in. Other than that, there's been some people that were like, it's nice to hear this coming off of Even in Death. Because mm-hmm. I think Even Death w- w- was necessarily heavy-handed. Uh, yeah. Whereas this, you know, it's fun It's fun to talk about, you know, Jesus being an asshole and Harry backs from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> no, for sure. And my, yes, and my favorite line that I have to shout out is that, because that's always stuck in my head, is... Uh, Mansplain the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Oh, that's the <laughs> oh, that whole that, that, yeah, that whole series yeah. is the fire. The whole, the the whole fire series, series. Bar, but that that one song, I I like wrapped up to my girlfriend and pretended like I like I came up with it. That's the one well, that I like. Mine, what you, is it I, out on the out on the campaign trail? I'm making I make a fans pay bail. I pull aside a bobble banger. Mansplain the Handmaid's Tale because this is the this is what I like Ooh. about that is, I, my new thing is I'm just gonna piss off like every polar oh, every polar side right. So I pull aside a Bible banger and then mansplain The Handmaid's Tale. Like, that's, they're just ping ponging back and forth as to what to be pissed about on that one. So, <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a very good point. I liked how uh, I, wanted, I was going to ask some enterprising graphics designer if they could do. Remember when uh, Kavanaugh, they showed up in Handmaid's Tale outfits, which I thought was a little over the top. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be so funny when uh, Ted Cruz, if they had a. Uh, if you could get a picture of Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham yesterday during that ridiculous question uh, line of questioning that they had, if somebody could have put them in Handmaid's Tale costumes, because I felt like it was like the same thing. <laughs> well played. Mm. No, because I, I definitely got similar <clears throat> feedback, like you're saying. With I, I had a lot of friends that really loved the Even in Death record, and were you know hitting me up just on text, like when I shared it, come back, hey, I love this, and and. and I wasn't like, you know, when they would reply to it, be like, oh, wait, there's something else coming in a month. You know, right. I definitely w- wasn't doing that. So when it came out, they're like, wow, it's like really refreshing to hear the dexterity of Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, especially people, this was more DMV people where like, you know, Cole and I have a history. We've been rhyming together on and off on songs and on stage for 20 years. Like to he have the album start and it's just the first three tracks uh, have both of us on it. You know, there was a lot of people being like, I love hearing, you know, Cole in this setting. Uh, Cs, do you do you have a favorite of the five songs that you're in? Is there anyone that you listen to and it really sticks out to you, or you just love them all, hate them I, all? I think they're all great. I would say that the one that I, I remember very distinctly um, writing was "Get Siced," because I, I remember like I never, I'm not the type of person that will like sit and write around other people. I think Chuck, you're probably the only person I've ever done that extensively with. I like to. When I was smoking cigarettes, like I would start writing, reach an impasse, go smoke a cigarette, and then immediately start thinking of shit. Like, I, as I was saying earlier, I was so immersed into my family setting during the early days of the pandemic when no one could go anywhere. I was just so glad to have, you know, an escape. So I would sit in the chair. My daughter, we had this fucking shark. It was like a toy. And if you touched the side of it, it would start singing Baby Shark. And I was writing the verse, wow. like listening to the beat in like one headphone while hearing that like in the background and so in the verse when i say like i wrote this verse while my daughter was singing baby shark like that was true yeah. i remember distinctly like sitting there writing that so i really hate that song right yeah I'll but she that. gets sized, brutal right? <laughs> i get sized to play along that's actually amazing knowing yeah. that that's a true yeah wow you know situation like it almost feels like something you'd pull from a video where if someone was producing the video they're like all right i've got an idea for these two bars 
Right. Yeah. I think Back Again is my favorite one because that I feel like that song is, I mean, you know, this type of beats that I like, Chuck, like that's right in my vein of beats. I think you and I really come off. I think it's so uh, symbolic of the album as a whole where it's not a wordy hook. In fact, we get, you know, another element in there on the hook with the scratches and everything, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. There is one that I think is utter trash. That which get, is the I worst one? To, no, I'm just yeah, which is the worst? <laughs> you know, trying I, to think, trying to think of something worse than it's this. It's funny. Podcast. Well, because I remember I had reached a point where, when I was like, "Can we just stick it? Can we just do? Can I just do these five? Right. Just in terms of do you the amount of time at, I, at I can. Well, what I what I was worried about was I was like, I'll just. I don't think I've ever submitted something that was half-assed, but first time for everything. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, like mm. I didn't want to be like I'm just doing this to do it. Right. I. You know. I right. wanted to be able to allocate the necessary amount of time. So I feel like there's no there's no weak links on the album, especially because I don't know how many guys you made that are left on the cutting room floor. I don't get the impression that there was any, right? Nothing. So the ones that you wow. chose, you really took the time to hammer out and like perfect them, you know? Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, I'll say that I wrote stuff that I never sent to Steve. Mm. <clears throat> like I'm I'm pretty hard on my myself especially now because i'm like if we're 40 plus years old making music like what's the fucking point of sharing it if it's not good like it still can be enjoyable and and part of the hobby to do it but like i'll just keep that or i'll even say like maybe that verse is good like i won't delete everyone's doing stuff digitally now anyway when they write right i'm like i won't delete that but maybe it's just not for this beat or not for this time or i'll steal four bars from it but i felt like everything i went to steve with i was like I think this is good. If, if at any point he was like, that's cool, but I don't like it, we would have scrapped it, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely, you know, they all ended up making it. But, again, as someone who's like the quote-unquote feature rapper on it, there's like very few songs that I have more than a verse on. So it's easy. If, if the filter's really, you know, 10 verses over two years, you would hope you can fucking bring it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'll say that too about uh, now thinking about the ones that I'm on and Chuck, you probably feel this way about your verses. Like I sort of lump all of the songs that I'm on into like one mm. category, whereas it was so nice to hear, you know, to your point, Max, about people really shining on like posse cut concepts. Some people don't like you don't always know how it's going to work out. And I thought everybody that was on the record killed it. The last song with having that many people, none of which are me, which is kind of fucked up, but. But, you know, everybody's, like, chemistry on that song was great. The one with Slop on it, that's, yep. like, the perfect song for him. I thought you guys did a really good job. Great job. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was actually fun yeah, because we, we hadn't shared the mixes with Cole. And then we were all hanging out in early January of this year, and everything was done, and it was with Cam for mixing. I think we even had rough mixes of, like, six or seven songs. And so we're, like, a couple of drinks in, you know, we're hanging, and we just start playing we're like, hey, are you curious like what the rest of this album's gonna be? And you know, Cole at that point's in a situation where like, even if I hate this, I've kind of got it out along. Like I can't, you know. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm, I'm gonna tap done. out and listen to this. It's done, right? But then we started, we played like the Andy one. I knew he would get a kick out of like the the little like I'm I'm here to be here while he's load manages. And then we just started playing the other ones. We're like, all right, here's the one with Desmosis. Here's Chrome Billionaires. <laughs> it was like, whoa, holy shit. Yeah. Some shit stacked. Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't think I was aware of how many songs you guys had done. I mean, so it was. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how many masturbatory compliments I can give you, but you yeah, I know we're no, running. We're running out of. I mean, this is. I'm telling you, I I need to like get 
You're trying to load up Knock, here. Knocked over by a pedestrian. You're trying to carb load on myself. compliments right now. <laughs> carb load. Exactly. <laughs> before, before this fades away to obscurity. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Well, well we were going to... Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I was also giving Steve props for his beats yeah, yeah. Uh, on this project, he, which he took offense to because of the way I worded it, but... <laughs> Yeah, you were like the last the like, last beats you did were hell, trash, but these ones are hell, pretty good. That's how he heard it. But I was like, yo, Steve really no, stepped that. it up on this project. And he's like, Well, what about my beats before? I was like, man, they could compliment my dude. That's just <laughs> yeah, you have very, gone from very a strong minus. production. I appreciate yes. that. Very it, the thing knocks uh, yeah, yeah, excellent no uh, post production on it. And um yeah, I mean it's crazy. I can remember I was saying this too, like I can remember one of the last times we were on your podcast as at Pen Pals, mm-hmm. like Years ago, at this point, years ago, years ago, uh, years ago. Uh, we were playing like uh, maybe at the end of uh, end of uh, a session, we were like playing some beats mm. you had just made. Yep, uh, and maybe doing freestyle. I can't remember some co- some type of fuckery. Okay, but yep. it was the beat, I believe. Uh, the the first track. Oh no on, shit! On the record. Oh cool. Or the one I said, the barnyard funk, whatever. Mm. Okay, nice dude. Here. Your J Zone beat. That was um, my yeah. That's my best J Zone impression. Back again is definitely a J Zone impression. I remember yeah. liking it back yeah. then, and I'm mm-hmm. glad you. I'm glad you beefed it up for the record. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. shit is super, super dope and unique. And like I said, I think that's one that would really go off live. Oh, I, I mean, I think you have performed it live, right? But no, we haven't. No, performed that, no. We gotta do. No? A, we gotta do a party for the show. What was the one where you Absolutely. put up the clip of of like Chuck rapping? Oh, Chuck faked that video. Ah, I faked the fuck out. Oh, that was well done, bro. That was like some posthumous shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I like was moving. I, that was the most video editing I'll ever do in my life. Where like I would find clips and I would be like, okay, that kind of syncs up. So figure out. Bro, I was looking at sit. it like, oh, that's when the times you performed this song. <laughs> you fooled me. Nice. Luckily, I'm like really animated when I freestyle. So I'm rarely ever looking in one place. So you didn't have one of those moments where I'm like staring at the camera, mouthing something that's clearly not the vocals. Plus, I cup the fuck out of the mic, even though I know I shouldn't. So it's also covering my mouth. So it's good. And I know Andy's shaking his head right now. You know how it is. It's just sometimes you, you got to check yourself. This is why you got to cuff it for these mm. moments, for these very yeah. specific moments. That's right. I believe there was there was an entire Chrome Bills episode dedicated to uh, discussions of big who, was. Big who cuffs big the mic. Thank yeah. you, Scotty. I think that it, the one thing, too, is like I'm at most a half cupper. I think if a finger drags to literally between the mic and the mouth, that's just a whole nother level. As opposed to the fact you really shouldn't touch any metal. You know, but like if you're if you're literally creating a separation layer, which a lot of rappers do. It's hilarious. Yeah, they're speaking through this part, right? They're like, well, it, well, I have to, this might surprise you, but I have some thoughts on that. Two thoughts. When you, <laughs> no way. <laughs> that symbol, you know, I've always, I was like, well, that's. Wait, like, let me let me sit down. Oh boy. Like okay. When they make the okay, that's like the white supremacist symbol. I was like, that's an odd thing to introduce into hip hop. When wow. so like when they cough it, like extending the three fingers out. But here's here's the thing that's always driven me nuts about my. that? <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not a. Uh, <laughs> guilty of this at times okay but it's such like a defeating thing with some like because the cuffing of the mic is such an assertive move right mm. like it's meant to show like dominance and aggression and then when you start talking to someone you just look and sound like a fucking idiot like you come out like a ball of fire and then it just 
And what about if my verse doesn't? She's too hot to be. I mean, she's so talented as an MC. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying she's <laughs> whack, but like, it, it's sort of off-putting. It defeats the point of of being aggressive, is what I'm trying to say. I agree. Can you imagine like a podcast where all the hosts of the show are just aggressively <laughs> cuffing the mic, and the whole time it's like, "Yo, fun." Right. That's how I true feel like crime, watching, my dude. Watching Drink Champs sometimes, you know. Yeah. True. <sighs> Are they cupping the mic and drink champs? Are they cold in the They're just getting drink? fucking wasted. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're uh, kind of getting terrible. wasted right now, but, you know. It makes no yeah. sense. It's like yeah. the number one hip-hop podcast. And, like, and they don't talk over there. They just, like, they miss complete, you know, eras of questioning for people. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's like a party. Yeah. Um, so I found the thing you have to do, which is progressively get intoxicated while listening yeah. i don't understand how anyone would listen to drink champs like we were talking about how people have podcasts and they're folding clothes and stuff like that mm. that i could never do but if i come home drunk as shit one night and i'm like i'm just gonna go throw youtube on i'm like i wonder if there's a drink champs because that's my level right now yeah yeah like if you try to like do the dishes while watching drink champs by the end of it there's just like mad shit on the plate <laughs> the dirtier than around the room started yeah, burr, burr, burr. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, let's get into some music. What do you say? Yeah, what haven't we played? Uh, we, we played that. We played the Bobby Joint before you guys got we're on. Through, uh, we're and, through track six pa- right now. We're through Martinez because we had we had Addict on here. Yep. Okay. I feel like we're at Superphones. Hit it. Any last wishes? Let my page turner be the wage earner Or at least a train car that's marked with end to end burners Let my slickness be that ollie kickflip And Polly with a step you won't catch on your Fitbit Get this I'm two bars longer than a sonnet And after super funs like the Gowanus Smell that? Gross That guy sheen like Charlie Inhale that sofa smell It's good for ya What, what smell? Is it sofa smell? Oh he left he laughed, better than so this, better than that. Got me chilling on this track with a veteran cast. Head crack, head crack. Where's your medicine at? We get down and dirty like a sediment trap. And that's a rhyme that only Chuck can write. Why? Cause I grew up slinging mud on a construction site. Uh, rip a sig like Blake Bortles, my day normal. Yep. I stay cordial the second that, that I touch the mic. <laughs> What's up? We're gonna have to talk about that line too. Ripping a sig like Blake Bortles? No, no. Well, that too, but about growing up on a construction site. Yeah. Sounds hazardous. <laughs> Sounds unsafe. Like, those parents weren't responsible. Is what I'm oh, you've got a podcast? Sick. Baseball is so sick. Chuck motherfucking Harper. Shitting on your team like Robert Sarver. Sorry. Nobody gets jacked for giant starters. Nobody goes swimming with an underwater farter. It's the bog of eternal stench. I'll condescend and criticize your coffee like verbal Kent. It's not a stroke, I smell actual burning bread. Biodegradable coke straws prevent turtle death. I say a lot of words. Rappers gobbling up my barf like I'm a mama bird. Why you wanna Brockovich my Soderberg and act like I just bombed the church and head to tow Obama merch? Yeah. I'm in my pizza shorts, I used to read the source Now it's mostly government leak reports from The Intercept If it would please the court, true detective season 3 is trash cause of Steven Dorf 
All jokes aside, symbols and signs, colors and shapes, curry fennel and time. I'm buried under an ephemerella that gets impairing me, you see. Once again, I overshared in group therapy. I'm better under pressure, best left solitarily, inept and heavy handed, finesse and dexterity. Yo, yo, check your neck unless you want your sparries creased. Pop go the weasel and chop go your cherry tree. Liable to rip shit up. Flipped tables and justifiable fisticuffs I'm either not an off-read and not a cough Sitting around collecting dust to huff and shoe polish on the mega bus Freaking A, basic cable PTA Call me Corinthian if idiots need their teeth replaced That's a knuckle sandwich, that's a piece of cake Mortis F rock salt, sincerely engraved Mwah. God damn is he, is Active he a- MCs, active Jesus MCs Jesus Christ, man Two of the top ten, right there I'm not lying is he a pugilistic kind of guy? There's a couple of the knuckle sandwich. Yeah. There's a couple lines yeah, yeah. in there. He said justifiable fisticuffs, though. He's yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> I'll think hard, long and hard before you get snuffed. Then <laughs> that was crazy. Underwater yeah, it was crazy, crazy nice. Dez is, is stupid. He sent me that that verse a very long time ago. Oh really? Like nice. a year ago. Cole, isn't and isn't Dez like, a Giants fan, right? Am I remembering that right? Uh, I think he's pretty agnostic about sports, but he would he would roof. I think he just likes to piss people off. I think that's why he threw that at you. He was like shitting on your team, like Robert Sarver, which is right. all, in and, in and of itself a great line. Right, right. That's, that's it is. Right, that's the right. Suns owner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he that says nobody gets great. jacked for Giants starters. Right. <laughs> it's just the facts. Yeah. <laughs> so could I tell you something stupid? At first, I thought he was talking about like people who, you know, the starters for the football team, and then I realized he meant the jacket. Oh, the <laughs> I felt stupid. I was like, nobody does get psyched for the starters for the Giants. That makes sense. <laughs> who the fuck are they? But what? Yeah, but exactly. But what's even worse than being like, yo, I really need a jacket, but like, not that one. I'm not gonna steal <laughs> this. Someone's jacket. gonna come by with the Raiders joint any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. I feel like he. uh he was really the one of the forefathers of a particular style of like bully tongue and cheek. Yeah, tongue and cheek rap. Yeah, he inspires me, man, because like he just doesn't give one fuck. Like, yeah, his yeah. style is like his style is he so just, it's crazy. He just, it's he just so crazy, dude. Whatever he wants. Yeah, and so it, train of thought. It's it's it's, it's crazy it's, train it's of thought, magic, but dude. also like yeah. also his his uh, rhyme schemes mm. are crazy too. There's a, there's a song. Um, First song I ever did with with Dez. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the only one I think that's come out uh, is right. a song on uh, Scotts and I. We have a group OG Aborigines, and there, there's a song on our uh, latest project, Future Primitive, and it's called Strong Hair. And, right. and Dez Matic is on Cage. That. <laughs> yeah, is this got, a Bandcamp uh, only, or this is on Spotify too? It's not on. It's not on streaming services yet, but it's yeah, it's on Bandcamp right now. And um, Bandcamp and tapes, and we got yeah, we got some tapes over here. Yeah, um, yeah hit, hit, hit you one. Oh, he's got it right there. Uh, Chug, you there don't you have go. one of those, right? No, okay. I'm getting it next week from you. Thursday. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, I mentioned I mentioned this song because uh, Des he wrote uh, his verse first. I had this beat, and I, I was thinking of him for it. So I sent him this beat, and the opening line is. Uh, is uh rhyming rhyming is a oh fuck what is it again uh uh rhyming is a human superpower superpower 
ramen is a noodle soup from powder like that's <laughs> yeah. the beginning of his the first two line and i when i listen back to him like oh shit like he rhymed every single word with every word and so i like i tried to do that in in, in mine and I, I failed but i but i was just like yo that's that's admirable like does that shit yeah. just pop in your head or you're like constructing that like a puzzle i that's don't know insane. he's kind of a he's it's kind of crazy. a wacko i feel like yeah. it probably just comes out that way yeah well, Chuck, the line, I, I know you'll remember this scheme. We always went back to on Behemoth. Hmm. They should have put L. Ron Hubbard on the Deltron cover. Yes. <laughs> the oh, first time God. I that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. When that one dropped, I was like, yo. Yeah. He's good for those for sure, man. I've, and I've, it's interesting because, yeah, I've, I've hung out with him a lot, toured with him. And I want to, I want to say he's not a dude that like keeps a ton of shit in the chamber. I think he writes on the spot a lot. That's mm. the because I have like my little notepad of like multi-syllabic shit. Like when I sit down to write, I'm not coming up with Elron Hubbard and Deltron cover like <laughs> very often, you know. Yeah, I feel like you and I have, uh, you know, obviously came up in the same era where we're like, hey, you know, it's always good to keep the scrapbook of just like you were walking around and you came up with one thing that worked. Because you never know when you're doing a, a verse on a feature or something and you get to like the twelfth bar and you want to make sure you kill it and then you've got this like four bar thing that's very evergreen that could work anywhere and then you try it and if it doesn't work you leave it there till the next time and if it works you're like cool. I just ended this verse like fire. But yeah, right. the guys that sit down and are like, I'll do this whole thing from start to finish and murder it is incredibly impressive. Where what about Chuck and Wright and construction site? And I know Max, you wanted to you wanted to do a little psychotherapy on that line, but I just want to know about the construction. <laughs> was that a back of the notebook one, or did you come up with that one while you were writing it? No, that actually that part of the verse was all just finished. Yeah, so I had I had the thought of like uh, at the beginning of that verse because we ended up using that's another one where like super funds stuck. Where like I walk by the Gowanus Canal all the time, and it's like one of the biggest super fun, probably the biggest super fun site. Where like you know the government's cleaning it up because national grid was just dumping trash in it for 50 years right it's like the grossest thing and one day it's supposed to be nice right and you walk by and i was like there's this huge like oil sheen on the top of it so i was like it's got sheen like charlie inhale that sulfur smell it's good for you which that those couple bars are actually if you follow it is like the exact same structure as ego trip like what? it's I'm, I'm basically huh. jacking the the format of the ego trip verse Whoa, like even though it's like head crack head crack where's your medicine that like that that whole thing is me just kind of plug and play of like a day la song that i love what? and then oh, i crazy yeah. dude i didn't even catch that so Jesus. then you know then i kind of went into like all right i have to finish this verse right so i was like sitting on the track with a veteran cast and then it was like uh i was trying to think and i was thinking construction because i was walking by the site all the time and i was like get down and dirty like a sediment trap mm. which steve and i have worked in construction for a while sure. and is that you basically dig a hole for all the dirt to go to so that it doesn't go <laughs> off site so it's i was a like trap if i every... say get down and dirty like a sediment trap that's Perfect. like the illest rhyme because like you dig down to collect the dirt so i get down and dirty like a sediment trap mm. <laughs> which i was like that's way more levels than a normal k chrome rhyme mm. so then i was like that's a rhyme that only chuck could write because I grew oh, up shit. mud on a construction site. Yeah. And then there's uh -huh. this um there's an interview with, with uh Blake Bortles where they asked him like what would you be doing if you weren't playing football? And he was like, I'd be on a construction site ripping sick. <laughs> like, that's his response. 
So at that point, I was just like rip a sig like Blake Bortles, my day normal. I stay cordial till the second that I touch the mic, and I was yeah. just like, "That's it!" Like yeah. I was like, "If I'm fucking rhyming with these dudes, I know that this isn't like as dense as a Des rhyme." But I'm like, "That's that's, that's crazy." That's Chuck. A plus Chuck lyric right there. That's crazy, Chuck. You I also thought it was funny that, that the, fucking rhyme. Jesus Christ! I also thought it was funny that the only other song I had done with Des. In the first lyric, I said, I never speak in the third person. <laughs> so then all of a sudden I had written something and I was like, oh, wait, all right, well, that's kind of just funny then. <laughs> right, Steve? Is it, yeah, that's, is the, the, that's the verbosin song, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. never sleep in the third person. <laughs> yeah, we wow. got to get Blake Bortles on a track. Right. <laughs> what happened to Blake? He's the kind of dude where I'm like Greg probably- Olson, Greg Olson, and Blake Bortles together. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, who was it that's slop? It was you that sent the uh, what was it? Michael Rappaport commenting on the who was dude Miles? Something yeah, Miles. Something. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, not Miles Garrett. Uh, the basketball Bridges. player, Miles, Miles Bridges, Bridges. Yeah, man. Bridges, yeah, he was trash man. though. He was trash on the mic. Oh, it was trash. It was trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't agree with all his stuff, but that killed me. No yeah. athlete's worse at rapping than Kadarius Tony. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Who is that? I'm he's a yeah, wide receiver for the Giants. It's bad. <laughs> See, he's, nobody gets psyched for giant starters. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True that. Man. All right, let's put this. a lot of fun. Let, this has been a lot of fun. I'm getting wasted. Jesus. Steve, we, yeah, we said till midnight. It's only ten forty-five. No, we're good. We're cool. good. Let's let's rock here and now, real quick. We don't have anybody here. We don't have El Sphinx here. We don't have uh, Max Beats. I haven't Cole's given on it. this. Very true. God I haven't I haven't given my cu- wow. my, my little cousin. Go a, I, I haven't given my little cousin Sam a shout out. Which yeah, I he hits you with the nobody's here. Straight up, yeah, nobody. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I'll be I'm right sorry. back. I'm going to my room. Didn't mean Fuck that. So, Steve, before you get into yeah, before I forget, I want to give my I want to give my little cousin Sam a shout out. For playing the bass. Sam plays bass on two songs, right? Get get ice in a warm up. So Oh nice. Yep. Okay, nice. Sam. Yeah, man. Keeping it in the family. You know what I'm saying? And what bass does he play on the warm up? I gotta you gotta show me that at some point. Yeah, let's we'll hear it right here. We don't have to worry. Fuck it, we'll go back to it. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. All right. So Was he gonna, on both versions? He no, he's on an uh, I don't think he was on both versions, but I brought him in here because like you'll hear a little bit of human warmth like on top of my program bass lines, okay? And mostly like at the turnaround, okay? Yo, Slop, pass me one of those beers. We're moving from the locker room to the layup line. I'm rolling out of bed because it's wake up time or even freestyle rhymes. We got one thing you know in mind. How to get polished before we can shine. I, Yo, that's I wish line. that I could freeze How to get polished before we can shine. That's got to be a song. That's First crazy. started the pregame. Now that's a clean slate. Like right- Do you hear him? Like you hear it at the turnaround? Yeah. So, Steve, you had a bass line in place already? What's that? You had a bass, like. Yeah, the skeleton of a baseline. Yeah, I already, already had the baselines. Like it, the baselines is doom, 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 and then he would come in and go doom, 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 doom. You know, it blends in very well. Yeah, I can't tell. yeah, he did a good job. Great. Sorry, who was that? In a state that? where you wait. My cousin. Okay, Vladimir Putin. Like here at the end here. And then I let him get a little sum at the end. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that like boo doo doo. Right here. 
I loved it, mm. by the way. We didn't talk about how great the little outro beat on this is. Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, okay. oh, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. him? I Wow. Yep. I thought that was this original sample. You're just letting it rock. Nope. Nice. That's my cousin, man. Yo, Steve, props we got to give you. Sam. We got to give you props on something, too. I know we discussed this again offline yeah, no in the text. But, no doubt. So I remember listening, and it was really. The the back again stuff with the cuts that mm. was a new element that I hadn't heard and then I'm sure it was whose idea was it to get Sloppy Joe on the end of the song? Uh, that was Chuck and I. Okay, so I mean, you two collaboratively, I would say throughout the entire record, the segues, it's not just verse hook, verse hook, cuts, next song. You know, there's a lot of good transitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was talking to Max, uh, Max Beats, about you know how. The album is really well put together. It's not just a collection of songs. It's like a mosaic because of the Prince Paul-esque transitions, even within the songs. Mm. Very impressive. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I approached this song like I was going to die in the next year. And I should probably, wow. put some, I was probably should put some together that should last for a little while, you know? Okay. For which is for here and now, you're saying? No, for everything, for this whole record. Oh, yeah. for the whole record. It's like, you know, we song. could probably die tomorrow. Because I think here and now was interesting <laughs> where like the sort of... Uh, bass beat that you hear is what i rhyme to at least and mm. i think what cole you set this one off uh and cole was like i, I think we really need to do a fast song mm. uh yeah for sure this song is not, com- sounds completely not different beatbox. yeah this sounds, did not song sounds completely it, different it did not have the horns i remember you sent it and you gave it a really weird title it said horny mix and uh <laughs> yeah, there's the horny mix. came at like 1 30 in the morning on a friday yeah and i was like oh what the f-? like dude <laughs> yeah i got on. weird this is yeah i definitely thought that there was going to be clips of like you know like total j-zone like we're gonna loop up like somewhere like j-zone meets luke bad back and black I love this verse. In traffic with cuz my data plans dwindling. Analog, sunlight, and kindling. Despite being a stationary atheist, I keep it moving like a tabernacle. If life seems like every day is paper clipped, self-discipline is half the battle. I have an apple every night for a regular day. You're not gonna freestyle forever, but it's better you pay. Never let a petty thing like morals get in the way. Like sure sees whatever you say. Hey! Now that's what I like to hear right now A cheering crowd full of teen spirit to be renowned Cleaning house to collect the trash The check is cash on the count of the pawn How can the check it pass? Like this, okay, I don't what think is, this okay, was okay, what, did, what did you say right there at the end? The check is cash on the count of the pawn Before that, the before, before, before that so it's funny you said because my daughter is super into nirvana now so you know the video for teen spirit yeah or it smells like teen spirit where it's just like a gymnasium of people cheering yeah a cheering crowd full of teen spirit mm-hmm. to be renowned uh, wait oh. say it one more time say it slower for me a cheering crowd full of teen spirit to be renowned. That's what I like. That's what I want to hear right now. Wow. I, w- I want to be in the. the I thought there was a Justin video. Bieber reference in there. I'm not going to lie. What, Bieber. Uh, I w- I'd like to believe Van Frank would have been a believer. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> now, the joint that's in there, it's funny. Wow. Do you remember the, the Rap City video where uh, Tigger mm. was interviewing Ghostface and he was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah. What does your shit mean? And he was like, "The fuck, don't ask me what it means. It means what it means." Like, it means what it got means. All <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember always being like, "Yo, don't forget, like, <laughs> what what you mean, what you mean mm-hmm. when you've when you've said something." Because if right. someone asks, like, you're gonna look like a fucking idiot. Right. I can't remember what 
You know how like ghosting is a thing in the dating world? Yeah. So is paper clipping. Okay. And so when I was like, if life feels like every date is paper clipped, self-discipline is half the battle. I can't remember what paper clipping means. What does paper clipping mean? Is there something? I, I have to look it up. What? Don't ask what it means. It means what it means. Okay, can we all just take turns trying to guess what it means? Yes. Though, yeah, what you does that mean? Through? Paper I clipping? Have no idea. Yeah. Paper clipping is oh, like when you go on a date and you bring your friend with you. That's what it's got to mean. You paper Ooh, clip your friend. Oh, really? yes. that so is I took it the other way where I thought he was talking about like a date, like a day that passes. And if it was paper clipped, that means it's just filed away for later. So it's like, wow. if it means that every date is paper clipped, then self-discipline is half the battle. Like you have to paper clip it. Like you have to log it. I thought it was kind of like, I went in a different direction with it. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was, Which I still like thought was dope though. I was like, okay. You go to a first date with just a bunch of like bills and stuff that, you know, you need to pay <laughs> wow. right. to be productive. I know I was sweating a lot at dinner here. I'll just give you money. Did you just make that up? You made up another you you made up another phrase on this record, uh hammering a check. Oh hammering a check. Hammering no, a check it, is not is made up. That no, mean, no, that means that you spend money at the same place you make it. Uh I think we looked it up and it wasn't there. There was one entry on, on, on Urban Dictionary by someone named <laughs> I'm telling you, Soul paper Mikes. Right? I, <laughs> see, right. By Seisman right. H. Mikes. <laughs> Written 30 seconds before I sent you the verse. <laughs> no, it's when, so like if, if, you're, if you're pressed for somebody and they never holler at you and then like three months out of the blue, they're like, hey, what's up? And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, I got to respond. Self-discipline is half the battle. Tell that person to fuck off. Your time's more every date is paperclip self-discipline self-discipline okay. is half the battle Jesus. i have an apple every night for i hope i don't have to explain that okay one. i know that one i caught that <laughs> one I, like every time i eat an apple now i see i think about you sees good looking so gonna have a regular the, the here day and now. now ends up being the only thing that pulls the verses together but did we did we decide that or did i do it, it was like back again i think mm -hmm. did, did i just kind of take it because you had done it and i was like all right cool that'll be the thread i can't remember or did you tell me to use this line I can't remember. I think I think when I sent it, I was like, I think here and now is it because okay. I mean again, like after the educated consumers right here album. So I have a new song for the next with album. It's called Right on Time. Guess how I spell right? I'm sort of beating a dead horse, but I remember with here and now, I was like, oh, like that would be dope if it was H E A R. Right. Uh like just as the song title, it doesn't need a hook. Because I think I think I did know that Sphinx was going to be on there. By the way, by the way, Max, <laughs> I'm about to bet the Max Tesla. I mean, this, the, yeah. this shit is. I'm, I'm sorry, spectators, step back. I'm about to bet the bet Max. This is a fucking, fucking hard ass. That's the first opening line. line. Jesus. But now cleaning house to collect the trash. The check is cash on the counter. Cleaning house is a reference to clean house. I like it. I respect that. Well, plus, he's going off my rhyme scheme and does it better. Check the cash, Tesla. Vegetator step back, I'm about to bet the max Pitching that tracks with three tesseracts Confidential stamp, don't need to affect the slab Face pressed against the glass, trying to make the impression last At least a minute or two, raise your glass to my better half I absorb my twin in the womb Spinning the centrifuge, an infinite loop Now it's all jitters and puke off the visual cue Malcolm and plug, all the Valkyries love Throw off the dub with the Falconry glove Salary jump in a dead end economy Disputing co-pays for elective lobotomies Jesus Very Christ. uncomfortable with those sound effects in the background. You are, <laughs> yo, Max. You gotta do. You have to do a song, uh, or at least a stripper routine to bet the Max. 
These beat changes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I must have died in 27 and then landed in the afterlife. Eating Mickey D, singing Mac the Knife. Had the sight of flashing lights from the satellite. So pack the pipe and grab some ice for the rapid rise. The next step that we strategize. Decide on a metaphor that applies. Is blood thicker than the water that was turned to wine? Or thinner than some paint mixed with turpentine? What I remember, I'll never forget. What I could have done different, I'll never regret. Even hung over with my head on the desk. I would read between the lines of what was said in the text. Yes. yes, that's what I like to hear it now. Looking round as the publishers are clearing house. Running round, turning rubble into pyramids. The dialogue starts to double when the serum hits. The serum hits. I love that, uh, that line that ended. Uh, well, that just felt like a line I knew El Sphinx was going to be on the song. And that was one where I was like trying to uh, think we of, hear it cr- of, of how to do it. And I was like, the dialogue, because we were rhyming fast, I was like, yeah. the dialogue starts to double when the serum hits. It would be like El Sphinx creating this idea that all of us like took a drug to rhyme this fast i don't know it was like that that's the yeah. type of inspiration wow. okay. yeah. from with him the one lyric i remember was i was like really mad at my my one sibling mm. and when i was writing it and i was like his blood thicker than the water that was turned to wine because she's like a total fake yeah. christian yeah and i was like oh. you know water jesus whoa, turned whoa, water whoa. Wine. say that again but she, she she's like you know we have no shouts. I love her. She's my sister. But like at the time, <clears throat> I was like, "Is blood thicker than the water that was turned to wine?" Where like we Man. weren't raised a certain way, and then she got that way and kind of turned her back on me. So yeah, I was like, "Is d- blood thicker than the water that was turned to wine?" Because the wine's supposed to represent the blood, you know, blood of Christ. Yeah. In the church, is uh, or thinner than some paint mixed with turpentine. Because when you put <clears throat> turpentine in paint, it's like a paint thinner. That's, that's an amazing joke. Chuck, that's, that's a, a fucking amazing yeah. rhyme, dude. You gotta Jesus you gotta Christ. you have to risk your relationship with her to, to play that for her. Like I just I just the shit out of you over here. <laughs> I diss you, you on this. You need to know that. That's, I hope that's you understand. Terrible. I will not do that. But wow. if she ever gets if she ever gets two and a half hours into this podcast, it's all hers that I'm happy to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Chuck. Yeah. Dissing them. It's not well. It's not even a diss. Now it's that I say dip, that, that, it's, that, that it's, no. it's it's rhetorical though, right? Wait, it's a question. It's bl- it's blood thicker than the water that was turned to wine, or thicker than some paint mixed with turpentine. Right. And the setup line just make it cool. Like think of the metaphor that applies. Right. You know, the question was like, think about the metaphor that applies. Like, which one is it? So you hate your sister? No, no, we're good. <laughs> but it was ne- it was never a point where I'm like I should go scrub that. <laughs> That line, because right. at the same time, I'm like, oh, that might be the best line in the verse. I'm That's a fucking ridiculous line, Chuck. <laughs> right. What, is, what Christ, is the yeah. verse without that line? Right. right. Wow. Damn. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, I'm blown away right now. Jesus play the little, Christ, play the little outro clip, because I know we talked about how these things were on here, but we didn't fully play the next Doreen clip. We this did is not. from <laughs> the early, from early the Bills. Green. Dues, new hold energy on, snack. Hold on, hold on. The next Doreen. Forget everything you knew. Forget everything you thought you knew about nectarines. These babies have attitude. <laughs> the nectarine is injected with a green corrosion-resistant dye and skin-thinning agent and then soaked in a bath of ice-cold classic Mountain Dew for six months. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> Yo, what is that BDP beat in the background? That's, out of here. That's, out of here. Yeah, yeah, out of yeah. here. I love that. Yo, can <laughs> I ask for a moment? Hey, hey, <laughs> all you need to do... Yeah, what's up? So every because I remember, 
I feel like this was the second of two advertisements that you wrote mm. that mm. were fucking bonkers. But you, you you just wrote this all from scratch, right? One was the remember yeah. it was the Snoop Dogg uh, ain't nothing but a gene thing. Baby. Yeah, ain't nothing but a gene thing. <laughs> Oh, Snoop Dogg has teamed up with Gap. <laughs> <laughs> they are bringing right, I'm gonna, the I'm gonna make a, every... a, a formal request that that Steve brings this back now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just it... one. We need one. Yeah, okay. I, well, I, I maybe like, remember um... begging him to do it after the next arena, but it's because it's it's such an ill piece of writing from a creative standpoint. Where I'm like, were you fucked up when you wrote it? Like. It'd be, I, I wrote I that during when I was not trying not to work. I was trying not yeah. to practice engineering. Try not to yeah. work more often. Yeah, I was trying not to work at the time. So, It's like a Tim and Eric sketch. Right. That's, right. How, that's how it reads. Respect. Great job. I was wondering, I, I knew Scott yeah. when I was at Great yeah, Job. You I, thought, I, I was like, caught oh, that. Yep. There, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to Moses, too, because Moses, like, on top of being an incredible MC, is mm -hmm. also like a on and off again stand-up comedian and also chrome bills co-host but on and off stand-up oh. comedian he was like i'm so jealous of you steve that you have a better joke than i've ever put on one of my records <laughs> no but because he was like that is so like it's not just a zinger like it's a whole fucking 30 second fake commercial yeah true cool the, what was the skin resistant agent what was that yeah yeah, yeah let, let it keep going what did you think that we knew about nectarine, by the way? Eye protection goggles. Peel the skin and kick your snacking into overdrive. Holy shit. The nectarine by Mountain Dew because you don't play by the rules. Mitten eye goggles sold separately. Holy crap. Wow. Nice guys. And I remember that's so old that we only did 10 episodes or 11 mm. episodes before I moved to New York and that I was still in person for that because the reason you don't, we were talking about this earlier, the reason you don't hear me is that Steve told me he had a bit. He hadn't told Cole, but that's like Cole in the middle is like, says a couple of things. You even hear Steve goes like, yo, chill, chill. Right? <laughs> It's like, oh, that's terrible. And we start, we start all trying to, we're like about to break because it's so funny. And I'm just sitting there hitting the ayo, 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 ayo button on the sound. It takes board. me back. I can hear like, I can hear the youth in my voice. It's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. That, I mean, that's 2013, right? right. You 2012. Hear, you, hear the, you can hear 10 Jeez. years add on to your voice. That's kind of a weird thing, right? God, that's crazy. These things are delicious, by the way. What do you have there? That, he's got a next ring. You haven't. He's got your goggles. You got to wear the goggles. Fuck. Watch out for that skin thinning. Age. Yeah, you need the skin. The skin thinning <laughs> age is going to catch you. That's that's what I know. You're max betting your life. Gotta wear the goggles. All right. Oh, yeah. This beats bananas. All right. This beats bananas. And hammering oh, a check oh. is totally a thing. It's Where definitely not a thing. I don't think that's a thing. Hammering. And I did at least check the box of <clears> what I ruined on every record, which is calling out the year that it happened. And having it be two years before Since the, next the album comes out. Because <laughs> at one point I'm like, music made in 2020 got its own little spark. <laughs> All right, so I want to play the beat. Uh, hold on, is this it? I'll play a different version of the beat that got vetoed. No, but it had the... Uh, it always had the... Uh. Oh, really? Hold on. Oh no! Yeah, okay, no, okay. Hold on. No, this is it. Nope, it didn't. Hold on. Here we go. This one. Definitely can't find anything about hammering a check. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I was googling hammering the check. Googling hammering the check. Googling hammering the check. 
Listen, man, when there's, when there's not a reference, you just make it up. <laughs> right. I've heard no, somebody say hammer way before we ever put voice vocals on it. Oh, my God. There's another. There's no chance <laughs> I wrote this. You did. You were like. I'm sorry. I got to throw this one at you. Since my other one had an Urban Dictionary uh, entry, yeah, I, I typed in hammering checks, hammer check. When a male grabs his crotch area to slightly adjust the family jewels or to scratch them. <laughs> Quick hammer check. Well, maybe hammer you were check. a target just doing a hammer check. <laughs> Does that guy work here? He's scratching his balls. He's <laughs> hammer checking in aisle 17. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're almost through the record here. All right, here we go. Since the next arena sponsorship didn't pay us, I had to take a hiatus for my babies. By Daisy's was managing the records, but Nida was a target. Hammering a check since brandishing a weapon never felt like play fair. My wife staying home was a better option than daycare. You know the cost of living is more than a couple gray hairs. Especially when humanity's flaws are laid bare. Anonymous move, brought on by the communist loo. Empty pockets full of empty promises. Politicians promise to you homogenous views, indoctrinated just by watching. In the news, but let's not get confused. The safest bet ain't a social safety net. It's being on point from the day we met. Expect the unexpected from what you didn't expect. Mike, stimulus check until next time. From morning rush to the afternoon drive to overnights, know the overture's mine. It's only right we take you right inside. Can I say, uh, and can leave I say you one thing? Until next time. For morning rush. I remember when I wrote uh, Mike, stimulus check, I was like, God, please have this record come out soon. I, I, know, I know I'm not the only one who's going to come up with that, but I want to I want to be the first one with a Mike, stimulus record. check. Let's let's break one rhyme down yeah. on that verse. So yeah, yeah. the safest bet ain't a social safety net. It's being on point since the day we met. What what is that exactly? Uh well, I thought that a lot of what the federal government was doing in, in both administrations in terms of handing out stimulus money, the second go around was a bad idea because it would lead to inflation. And which I think has kind of happened. And so I, I've always thought if you're counting on, if you're relying on people to give you money as opposed to being on point yourself, that's not the safest bet. So does it connect to the first part where you're saying, uh, I, you know, since the next Doreen sponsorship didn't pay us, like you basically, basically the first part is like, it, it's not a, it's not a Chrome Bill's direct reference as much as being like, I got too busy to work on art because I had to work. Right, and then like eight bars later, you're like, "Fuck paying people for not work." Are those two ideas connected? Like, is is the verse that consistent? I would say that. Well, I, on a macro level, my approach has always been. So, to be clear, I have a day. I had a day job. I still have one. My wife wanted to stay home with the kids, so it was like, "All right, well, <laughs> we can either go into crippling debt or I can get a part time job and work between the two, like seventy hours a week." I mean, there were other options that we could have had, like taking out a line of credit on the house or something. Like, my approach has always been if you need something and you can get it, then go get it. And so I don't know that I was making the direct line, but I would think that that ties in with my line thought of my line of thinking of don't rely on people to give you shit. Get it yourself. That's the safest bet. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole with everybody. I mean, obviously the first round of stimulus and then like all of the things that 
they were giving out to small businesses and I'm in a position where it's easy for me to be like, go, go get a second job. You know, like some people can't fucking do that. But I wanted to get my little, like I call it the communist flu. Like <laughs> I wanted to make it clear, like what my thoughts on some of this stuff is. Interesting. So actually you bring the, the communist flu. So it is a very consistent thought all the way across, which I think what's, what's great about it is it does stick to, it's very much a until next time end of the record. And also, until next time us thinking the record was going to be done during covid right saying this is kind of the stamp on the record not that covid's over like it kind of is it is in new york i don't know i don't know how to answer that question but like we definitely were way more this is pre what i should say is these are like pre-vaccine songs Mm -hmm. where like you definitely have a very consistent line of thought that even us talking about it now i'm realizing it's a very good verse stop thank you yeah you you touch on it like music may has its own little spark like there's definitely it's an interesting thing because, well, I mean, we do mention like coronavirus and different stuff. I don't think ever there's ever any like direct like grabbing of the listener like this happened during COVID. But there's enough <laughs> allusions to it that I think it right. it serves that. Right. You know, you need to have that addressed on the record and it does it well. Afternoon drive to overnight snow, the overtures. Pull back, let's pull back for a second. Inside and leave you with this until next time. The morning rush to the afternoon drive. To overnight snow, the overture's mine It's only right we take you right inside And leave you with this Until next time Until next time, baby Welcome to the final scene Right before the credits roll Time to sign off and step down from off this pedestal Sources were credible Force unforgettable So we let it go before we end the show The last word and the closing remarks Music made in 2020 got its own little spark See I was up in Brooklyn where they closed all the bars But feeling lucky cause I didn't get furloughed or laid off Nothing planned, it was permanent now No faith in leadership that they would turn it around Is this the metaphor where we get burned to the ground? Or the next red carpet for the circus in town? How about you wait and see while the KNC's Run last from A to Z Royally the major leagues like KC Out here chiefing on completion of this LP And on that note, we say peace From morning rush to the afternoon drive To overnight snow, the overture's mine It's only right we take you right inside and leave you with this until next time. Yeah, I feel like Cole's versus a more consistent theme. Organiz- <laughs> it would be hmm. like more chaos. It's Cole's uh, versus I think a more it's much con- more organized than it was in the oh, beginning. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, Cole's versus like a more consistent verse on one thing, where mine is kind of like albums done, then taps in a little bit to mm. COVID. Because I was like, I was up in Brooklyn where they closed all the bars, but feeling lucky because I didn't get for a little laid off because I was someone who they just said, hey, go work remote. So while everyone else was hurting for money, I was like, I've never spent less. Like, I'm still getting the same salary and I've never spent less. Uh, and then I thought my I thought my favorite lyric of that for me was when I said, with nothing planned, it was permanent now. Because I, I think we were all in a position where there was nothing to look forward to. Like, normally, you, if you're in the grind, you're kind of like, well, I've got a vacation planned in a month. Oh, my friend's coming into town this week. Oh, this. And, like, all those things had gone away. So it was just like, it's permanent now. But then at the right. end, I kind of go back to the idea of like, we finished this album and I talk about how Cole and I are great rapper, great rappers, you know, uh, wait and see while the K and C's uh, run rap, run laps from A to Z royally, the major leagues like KC, you know, KC yeah. Royals out here chiefing. Like, <laughs> Let me go back chief. a couple lines, though, because you said something about like failed leadership and then um, you make the 
contrast between the difference of how the path could go like rolling out the red carpet or what's the line before that oh yeah is this the metaphor where we get burned at the ground like it's kind of dystopian it ends or the next red carpet for the circus in town like if we don't end what leadership takes you out of this right would it be a total joke so it's funny you said because that's the thing is that i feel like that you know when you talk about like a consistent theme throughout a verse i mean that's his that really ties together a lot of the points that you're making, at least in that like eight bar section. You got the, the metaphors. I kind of want to use that one. I want to use. Will you just write like a bunch of shit for me? <laughs> Can I just do? I'll just do some hooks on that. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. What if I came out and I had like this whole album? I was like, Yo, it's your boy K Chromosome. I live <laughs> <Yeah>. in New York. <laughs> All right. So, um, what, was the point of this to be? Because I'm just. This is like a live listening party. Is yeah. that a thing that people do on podcasts? I think that's what we're doing right now. I got to take a leak, but I do. Uh, I can't wait to play the next song. Okay. Do we not play it already? No, we did. We have not did played we? it. But I really do have to take a leak. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Talk amongst well, yourselves. Is, so, Scotty, can you put your? I thought you were playing the song. All right, even better. So this okay. week. Oh, so we talked about this, but we didn't actually play it, right? What are we talking about? Chrome Billionaires? We didn't play uh, Chrome Billionaires. Oh, we didn't play it. Okay. No. Did we not play it? We did give it. We gave it a big setup. Maybe, maybe we heard a little, Set it a up little bit of it. Yeah. Because uh, it's the only snip. outside production on the record. Yeah. Scott comes in waving the hammer, <laughs> hammering the checks. Hammering the checks. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You're making that up. I love, I love it, man. I, I, I legit like because that, that's one of the things, man. Like, oh, no one ever really asked, and I'm sure they have, but like, if you if you're trying to talk to Ghostface about Supreme Clientele, and you're like, what did you mean when you said Scotty Wally Coppa Tippet? Like, and he, he, like, you really think that he's gonna? I mean, he probably might just like fuck with you and be like, well, you know, Scotty right. Wally is uh, it's a shoe that you, you know that you use twice and then you throw out and then, you know, you put the tip on it. Right. And, but like, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like, that's what's so great about rapping. Like you can say complete nonsense if it sounds good, or you can say really deep shit, like the stuff you guys are talking about. And if it's a good song, it's, it's kind of inconsequential. Like, right. It, yeah. It just, that's it just has to bang. If you, what you want to say, like mean something. And, and, but the thing is you got to realize that like, with, with with the exception of maybe you know like a genius type website or a podcast like this most people are listening to it and interpreting it in whatever way i mean I, there's songs i've listened to countless times and i couldn't tell you what the hell people are talking about and i, I and you just make it make sense right, so let me frame. let me flip it as a question to you right as someone who has you know what 100 songs in circulation 200 songs whatever it is and you go to write song 201 mm. how do you balance those priorities right because uh, on one level uh, and i'll just outline what i see to be the competing interests that on one level you have a song that needs to fit with the vibe of the beat and work if you don't know like almost if the person doesn't speak english right it's got to work and then on another level as a writer you're inspired by other people that you listen to that are good at writing you're inspired by your highest moments and what you see as a writer how do you balance the thing of saying, yeah, but like my best bar could go unnoticed. Like how, when you approach it, how do you balance those ideas? Or you just kind of go to the third answer, which is that, oh, well, I just let it come out. And then like, if it feels good to me, I keep it. 
I mean, again, it has to, you know, it, 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 it just has to make sense to you. If it makes sense to you, then when things like this come up, you can have, and, and that's what's beautiful about it. Like, it really can just sound good. Like, you could be an instrument on the beat and use your voice uh, to just make it sound fly and, and, and show off with some, you know, some pyrotechnics as, as far as your rhyme scheme. But if you have something in there, that, listen, what you just said, Chuck, is what I've done since I started writing, honestly, not to like toot my own horn, but I just, I just sprinkle in gems that me- are meaningful to me. And if anyone ever catches the shit, good for them. But it's, it's not really, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily expect there's a very, there's a lot of lines that are just like such a weird cross section of who would either understand it or, you know, sometimes it's like really insider stuff where you'd, you'd have to be like, you know, you'd have to know me maybe to, to, to get it. But, but that's or the even, beauty. That's the beautiful thing about art, man. Like people will interpret take, it and make it mean something for them. I was going to take it a step further and say that even the person in the moment, if this, they don't hear the song for six months and might not even remember the moment. Cause I feel like I was in something where like I went to say nefarious and I said nefarious and someone was like, that's not even a word. And then we Googled it and it was like someone from like, Oh, the rings. And I was, of course the rapper in me was like, well, I'm obviously going to rhyme nefarious with nefarious. Like that, that's a fucking, that's over game over. Right. And then you think like, well, that person would remember this conversation. And then it's like six months go later and it's just living on a hard drive somewhere. You're like, Oh, maybe they wouldn't like, maybe that's the, the cool part about the art is that it is always just so unique to the sender. Uh, that's always so funny that you said Lord of the Rings too, because on Moses's new record, he <laughs> he like interrupts himself in in like a Quasimodo uh, you know voice, and is basically like, like, yo, who is that dude? He's like from Lord of the Rings, and he's like, man, he's like thirty five, man. You can't just be talking about Dune. Like it's actually from The Hobbit. Yeah, Dune and Lord of the Rings and every song. Don't you have other stuff? And I thought that was so funny. I don't know if that was a veiled shot at Pen Pals, but like (laughs) the the amount of Dune references we have is is unnatural. And like it it is true that it's like on one hand you want to show people what you like, but on the other hand, like sometimes it's just it's good thing to mine for 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 things that rhyme. Like it is true. Like at a certain point, like you need you need a line and shit. You know this works, but. It's also like a way to show your personality. The Dune obliges. <laughs> have you? Have I, I you like the term it? "mine" you just used too, because in a weird way, we're all just like mining for language. Uh, and Cole, I remember we used. To, I, I sorry, I feel like I just cut you off, but I'll pass it to you after this. But oh, I remember good. that when we we used to talk about right. This is early two thousands. That we'd be like, it helps to read a lot because then I feel like language is just very much like floating around your head and there's more tools to pull from. Like if you're a writer who's reading, not reading rap rap lyrics, obviously, but just like reading books and magazine articles and like seeing words and having words in your head and then a certain word comes up and like, oh, cool, I could just use that later today. Yes, let me use that. I call it like the, the arrows in the quill. Like the more, oh, yeah. the more you, the more you read, the more you just have those in your back pocket and mm. you're like, shit, no, no one's ever used. I've never heard anyone use this word before. Like, let's, let's try it out. Oh, persnickety. Hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got mean, it. So I always had, a, I used to love doing this, particularly it, I thought it helped with freestyling, throw on a beat and just pick up a magazine or a book or anything and read to the beat. Obviously it's not going to rhyme, but it helps you get the cadence down. You might find something. I mean, I'm I'm obviously not a rapper, but I can imagine. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> I can imagine you might find something like, oh, 
these three words together actually yeah know. they flow well i think it helps you because that's one of the things like when you listen to somebody that's not like a good rapper doesn't rap a lot like the one thing i think that they struggle with the rhyming part mm -hmm. you know without unless you're like going to like a des level of the multi-syllabic stuff like that's not that fucking complicated in a vacuum it's riding the beat and like weaving in and out of the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours and the snares and all that shit so i start reading to to a beat just to get a cadence down was was helpful the other thing man that i loved was uh i studied latin so that's like the root of all the romance languages and so all i like in latin class i don't think i ever got higher than like a c in a latin class but man i used mm -hmm. to write a lot of rhymes in latin class because that would get like it's not necessarily a spoken language when, as you would read it and like read how like all of the verbs and the transition all that shit like breaks down and you pick up on how that works in english i always thought that was great just to and you can actually use wow. some of that shit because you know yeah. that, there's a lot of like latin phrases it's mostly in like law terminology and stuff mm -hmm. now but right like ipso facto and shit like right well one other thing about that too is and i, th I think we've talked about this on here about people like napoleon the legend or your old droog people whose first are, language are, wasn't are, english that learned how to speak english i always feel like they have such an ill cadence what was napoleon's napoleon french. the legend what what it, was his first language it was french french, french. oh yeah, word french. i didn't know that yeah, yeah i didn't know that either yeah that's mm. by the way that's like the most uh glaring hole in non chrome bills interviews just because i mean i lived across we've talked about this yeah. on the show but i lived across the hall from him for a year in college and actually the first time i ever met cole we didn't like connect as friends but just be in the same room was when he was working on the five mcs track for anonymous crew i think i think you so. were over you guys were over there working on a song and i was friends with his roommate and i was in there i don't think i was even rapping like seriously at the mm. time wow yeah it's crazy i mean that's probably 1998 man yeah mm. <laughs> that's so long ago that's yeah, shout out 20, to 25 years ago 24 yeah. years ago. yeah we need to hit up napoleon again you know um yeah. no but see your your point is really interesting because i was thinking about it like when we were talking about all this stuff about because it's, it's it's also a function of language too you think about like how it how important it is for writers to you know say things that they think make sense but it's it's so uh it's like so centric in in the the knowledge that you know people are going to be speaking your language when they listen to it right and um and i think that there is something just universal about the flow and even like the fact that you could i mean you could do like covers of songs in another language right like I, this is just random but today i was digging and i heard this crazy album by these like two brazilian women like 1989 and they're covering uh it's tricky by uh, no I think shit. Called, like, oh i gotta hear that oh, i gotta, oh, I gotta and hear it's, that and it's all in portuguese oh i gotta hear that and they're rapping to like an 80s beat oh, yeah, I gotta and it just that. got me thinking like oh shit like i mean imagine someone did that with one of your songs like imagine someone covered it in another language and that's like yeah. th there's a whole nother level to that right like i remember in uh in high school, we were we were reading the book. Um, I want to say uh, Candide. Mm. It's like a famous French uh, French like romantic uh, era, sort of like a poem, but it's a story. And uh, we were reading it obviously in English, uh, but the original is in Fran French, and it rhymes in French, and it all and the translation also rhymed. 
Oh, and, shit. I, and I was just wow. thinking about like, imagine having to translate something so that it both makes sense of what the original <laughs> did and yeah. also make it rhyme. Seems almost impossible, but yeah. it just goes to show how, like, you know, how how much like territory there is there. Have, have you ever even done a rework of something like that in English or listen to people that have like? I think Mike Checa is probably the most famous one, which is the Das Effect song that then Red Man and Method Man do a version of. Hmm. Like, have you ever tried to even write a verse like that, Max? Where you take, what do you mean? Like, you take a song that exists, mm. change the topic, keep the cadence, keep the cadence. I mean, you like cover it subconsciously, like all kind of cover it. Like we did, we did all the head, time. Headbanger, we did Headbanger, the EPMD song, and we made a head resonator, and it was like me sees. I think Tamu was on it, and mm. I, think, I think it was just us three, actually. Yeah, yeah. And we right. did it, and like we were reworking all the verses, dude. It was hard as shit. To, like, that's that's yeah, really stay. that's really hard, man. It that's was so hard. hard. Like I remember when I th- when I think of, you know, if the average verse takes you X, this was like a three X, mm. and yeah. and you would think because the cadence is already done, it would make it easier, but it made it much harder. I mean, it's a good sure. it's a good uh, it's a good exercise, you know, right. like. To- that lose you guys it's like a it's like a lyrical work um uh, i heard it recently the uh uh brand new funk like rework uh it's by it's by pd crack if anyone's heard that, you know, the brand new funk by yep. fresh prince and jazzy jeff right. yeah i remember he did like a remake of it with Jazzy Jeff, and and it, it's it's that type of shit where it's like it's all different lyrics, but com- boxed in to to what that would be, you know. But I think more often as as writers, we do that shit just like subconsciously, where like we're just listening to a lot of stuff, and then at a certain point. When we go to write, we're like, how can I, how can I kind of take this this con- concept, this framework, and and do it my own? It's more like, but uh, yeah, I never. Yeah, I think just, what to your point about like, I think every now and then, like we were talking about early, like, um, I'm crazy minus the hip hop and baggy slacks, like a reference like that every now and then to an to like a well known rap line. Like lemonade is a popular drink and it always will be. Like that's gonna be on my next record, you know. <laughs> but like. Well, even the start of that verse is, uh, isn't that an Everlast line where he's like, back in black, yeah. who's the Mac? And you say, bad black. bad back in black, because like, you've yeah. got the bad, bad back. back. Bad back in black, who's the Saf? That's a great point, yeah. So to that point, you know, like one or two lines is, is, you know, like, oh, that was clever. And then by the time you get to like line four or five, you're like, this is literally like pulling teeth. Although I, I remember a long time ago, to close out Educated Consumer songs, I would do a version of uh, Out of Here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean sets to close out sets? Yeah. To close out sets, yeah. And there, there was the one line. It was like, I think it was like back in '93. I knew rap would always be. I used to listen to PMD on WMUC because Peter, uh, Peter Rosenberg right. was DJing at M- at uh, Maryland. Although '93 was a little early. I think maybe I just threw that in there to make the <laughs> rhyme work. But and that's another good. I just thought of another good example of this too. Is the Black Star. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, the children's story, right? Children, yeah. Children, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, it's because you can you can really only pull it off with songs that are just so recognizable, yeah, right? That everybody's that people, gonna know how it's gonna go down. 
Yeah, that's true. And yep. To do that over Slick Rick. Yep. <laughs> well, it's oh, wild. Slop left us, didn't he? We lost Slop. Uh, we so we're, do, we're doing here, a song. We're doing probably. a song called Tons of Buns together. Tons of buns. <laughs> is it a baking? Is it like a great British baking show reference? You know, it should cheeks. be about baking, but I think he's making it. You know, an ex- exploitive so, track about women. It's about but the I don't butt know. cheeks. No, it's about cheeks. Yeah, butt cheeks. I think it's about it's about cheeks. Oh, let me hear you. T- tell me if you guys hear this. Wow, that's nice. Tons of buns. Tons of buns. This is, this Tons of buns. Theme. Everyone is getting slapped. <laughs> but the thing Tons I know best is where the buns are kept. The thing you know best is where the buns are kept. <laughs> <laughs> And, and actually, I think a Guru would be a fun one to do it for. Yeah. I would love to hear C's do like a Guru one. I always wanted I to like do mostly. voice is kind of similar. I always wanted to do mostly the voice. That's funny mm. to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Cole Guru comparisons were heavy. Haven't thought about it. Wow, I can totally see that. Especially when you think about educated consumers, because I feel like TCK, oh, yeah. J-Bomb Beat was always like the comparison was premier at that time. Yeah. Just with like the chopping and the, and the way the drums were laid out. Mm. So it, There was more than one person that was like, you guys are like the white gang star. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you were no, like, I mean, right, dude, we're going to say in the bio, it's the underground gang star. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, such a compliment. Those guys are the masters. I saw a premiere turned 57. Shout out to Lawrence Taylor, 56. 56. Wow. Nice. wow. That's nice. crazy. Fire. Chuck, who, who have people compared you to, rapping-wise? Oh, that's a really good point. Not many people, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I think I've heard evidence, which I felt like, you know, okay, okay about. Okay. I could see but that. I thought I had. I, I don't, don't know. hear it, but that's 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 a great compliment. I don't. Cole, do you remember anyone? I mean, I, yeah, I, I remember the evidence one more, but it was more along the the voice being similar. I always yeah. look at MCs as voice delivery and content. I mean, I think your delivery is ten times. I think evidence is fine. I think he's a better producer than MCs. Solid MC. I think you're a lot better of an MC than he is. And I, I remember more like the voice. Right. He's got yeah. a great voice. Yeah. So if that's what they were. I think a lot of people what they were comparing. Me. I think a lot of people compared me to Cole. They're like the cheekbone structure. Like... You remind me a lot. Of... <laughs> I, I mean, I started out as like Cole's hype man in terms of doing shows, mm. not recorded music, but in terms of doing shows. So I think that people would compare me to Cole in a way that um, we were still different, but they'd be like, "That's an easy locally." That was like an easy bucket to put me in. But yeah, yeah, he's well, with like he's Mike's and educated guys. Well, plus we had very similar influences like i remember like the thundercats it was like k beta and you know like two other dudes that just were so wildly different style wise whereas like you and i were like let's listen to overcast for the billionth time on this on this car ride you know what i mean like <laughs> our influences were were coming out we were kind of branches on the same tree kind of thing right? yeah we'd be like on a ride to the studio and hear slug say and i end every sentence with the dot 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 and i'd be like what do you think about that as a chorus <laughs> right, for right, song? right 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to, th- you know, I mean, multisyllabic, I think it's, I always really associated that with West Coast kids. And I felt like mm. it, it was, like, Ill Bill was always such a sort of like an anomaly on the East Coast stuff, because like his multisyllabic stuff was like super dense, mm-hmm. but yeah. not in that sort of like, 
hieroglyphics or sort of mischief way. I think yeah. I did. I think I still stayed on. I like to think I still stayed on like kind of the fun side of it, unless you know the aggressive because I think syllables can go two ways, and I like to definitely think more of like I'm less souls of mischief or more souls of mischief and less like ill bill Eminem style. But I think the weird thing for me, since you asked Max, I'm going to elaborate on it, is that uh, if you listen to my very very old stuff, which we're not going to play right now, that I didn't really find my place until my voice got a lot deeper like in the mm. very early rap stuff it mm. was high yeah and it wasn't until probably like the post 2010 releases where my voice was more like this and i got a little comfortable with like the breath control and stuff like that and that's why i would say one of the things that i love about this particular record is it's a good it's the largest sample size other than the stuff that i did with Abby gamblers which isn't necessarily true hip-hop mm. you know uh, of me rhyming in what i think is my best space and one of the cool things about this record is me feeling like, hey, this is this is me and my best. You know, what's the lyric? I'm older and smarter. This, this is me and my best. best. Right, yeah. right. And I agree, man. I, I was I've been meaning to say that, like, yeah, you sound at home uh on a lot of these beats and it's it's strange. It's like I feel like I don't know, I feel like the the ones that you feel the it just feels so natural for some reason is like sort of like blues influenced, mm. if that makes sense. Like there's some kind of samples where it's like I don't know. That's that's the vibe I'm getting, and I w- almost wonder if, like, you, yeah, that might be a lane for you. You know, like I can for some reason your voice really works well with that kind of bluesy twang thing going on in the background. It's really no dope. No doubt. Yeah, no, I, my dad I was agree. a piano player in the South. For what it's worth, oh, could be that. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I will out. say, Chuck, your um, your speaking voice, like as a as a host of a you know, like a podcast. Yeah, you should start a oh, podcast. Sorry. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hear you. Um, you, I, I compare you in my mind, and it, it might be biased because I've heard this so much. But Stretch Armstrong, I went through a period. I think Max did too. We would listen on end to old <laughs> Stretch and Bobito. Yeah, recordings. you do kind of sound like Stretch Armstrong. That's, that's <laughs> I never thought of it till now, yeah, but I do. take it as a huge compliment. Yeah, strong. Strong, a strong, basso, basso profundo. Yes, as, as people from the DMV, I always thought like if we were the junkies that I was lurch, you know, where like I was like, mm. hey, you might you might lose who the other two guys are, but like you're not missing me, right? right. That's the thing, man. Like with the, with your rapping voice, it's like you can just do what your speaking voice is, and maybe an alteration of that, or you can like take the thing that is in your voice and kind of like exaggerate it a little bit for the raps. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering like, like Chuck, you could, you could do that. You could have like a, like a Lord of mercy thing going on or like a Charlie tuna situation. <laughs> we uh, haven't really heard you, you sing yet, Chuck. So yes, still some singing in your future. <laughs> stay that way. Oh, I tried to sing on Abigail songs. Those things are on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Well, to that point, you know, to Max's point, I think I've said this to you before on and off air. um, You work really well with a live band. Mm. Maybe a blues band. No, I think in in particular in the live show, I felt like it's it's such a hard thing to mix the vocals. And then I would I, I always think back to this one thing and not at all comparing myself to this. But like when if you ever watch the Catch a Fire documentary about the Bob Marley album and when they they finally take the band to london to do the record right that they're like 
he's the easiest person to mix. Like this guy is like he's not competing with any frequency that's going on in this music. And maybe there's just something there about like in a in a live instrument thing where like I don't know, there's just more air or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was weird because when I started rhyming to hip hop beats, I every beat I picked was like an anthem. I was like, This is gonna be K chromosome's version of Ania. You know, like and I would just do that <laughs> song like ten times in a row. And it was actually a lot of working with Cole where Cole would pick these like really airy beats and be like hey do the second verse on this and i would listen to it and be like oh i like this better than a lot of my solo stuff <laughs> hmm. yeah it's an interesting thing i've been listening to a lot of brother ali lately and he's got an interesting voice in that it starts out sort of mellow and then if he doesn't use punch-ins by the time he gets to like a 12 or 12 or 16th bar just towards the end of the verse the intensity is really picked up and it's almost like it's his voice. I wouldn't say it's changed, but like you're hearing different tones. When I hear you, Chuck, you're, the lows in your voice never lose intensity as your volume increases. Yep. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's something that is, I'm trying to think of another MC, maybe like Saphir, but he was always super low. I don't think I never heard him like get like super aggressive on a song. But I don't know. The point being, maybe that's why you cut through. Um, and work well with a live band. Like your voice isn't going to get drowned out by the lows of the bass of the or the kick or anything like that, or yeah, or the other gonna... the other part of the drums called the bass drum, which I could mention. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say someone like someone like Billy Woods, like yeah, like very oh, just like the the sort of like monotone quality. Not monotone is not the right word, but like a very you know unwavering. Forward forward unwavering uh yeah like cadence where it's like it's it's why these things hit really so hard. seeing it live because i hadn't heard any of the records was like the first time i saw mm. prem rock when he was opening for lars viola I Prem's like, another good example i was like yeah. yo that kind of reminds me of me a little bit like there was definitely something mm. where i was like wow this guy's voice like it's exactly so it cuts booming. through it cuts through it's everything so low and, and, and yeah i didn't even put two and two together until right now but when when we were sitting at the show I hadn't had the thought afterwards when we were sitting at the show. I was like, oh, okay. And that's, I think that's also why I immediately gravitated to being like, I fucking love this dude and like grabbed the shit, started sending it to C's. That's when I realized that uh, we had actually played his records on some stuff because DJ Addict had done cuts on some of his regular albums. And I was like, oh, this guy's like, you know, one degree separated from friend of the Mm. show at this point. Uh, And that guy's obviously fucking tremendous. Like, so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's really dope. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but vocal tone wise, like take the take the writing out of it. Like yeah, yeah. Vocal mm-hmm. tone wise, I was like, oh, you know that, and I know it sounds redundant. Yeah, I'd be careful who I fuck with. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. I get that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got to see him at Central Park. He he was part of the uh, the Arm and Hammer show last summer. Oh. And the, every show I've been to at the summer stage there has is like incredibly well mixed for mm. <laughs> for it being like an outdoor venue. Anytime I've gone to see anything, and I've seen like a range of like, well, you and I have gone to see like jazz there. We've went to watch a movie there, like you know. Oh, we saw the stretch of Bobito. <laughs> yes, um, and it was hip hop usually flounder documentary premiere. That was that was dope. Yeah, and it was a it was also a hip hop show that night. So yeah, um, I've always <laughs> yeah. Who came out for that? Do you remember? That seems like a lifetime ago. I think OC... I wrote him. I wrote him down. I might even. I might. Oh, even he's got his, his notepad. But that <laughs> yeah, was a crazy show because yeah. they had the screening and then they had a 
they had a like a concert, little concert afterwards. I mean, he scribbled on his notepad, perfecting the. Um, Farrell Monch, Cool Keith. Those heavy hitters. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, It was was a lot. It, it was, was cool, like that was one cool, after the next after the next after, yeah you're right though they do some crazy shows i didn't make that arm and hammer one but i i i've i got the vibe that like you know a- anyone who is in the underground hip-hop scene who lives in new york was was pretty much there like they were just floating around many even. people were there yeah yeah um and what's what was dope about it was uh squires here was was finally getting his props in the wild oh shit uh, because he would like introduce himself to people that he knew and they'd be like oh word like i know your beats wow it happened, it happened a couple of times oh shit <laughs> so that was that was like scotty's coming out party that one i mean scotty's definitely got respect out there oh yeah once people hear the name <laughs> no question it. and they're and they're about to the the respect is about to grow even more this year we'll we'll talk off record but uh we got we got big plans you don't want to plug man. anything do we want to plug anything right now do we have anything to plug in this moment right now man it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good year fellas but what's uh, the most not- recent drops though you got obviously pen pals too probably being the biggest but well, there's of course so so yeah bank camp Pen Pals 2, there's the album I did uh, with Bobby. It's oh, called yeah, Big like Money Cheese Capers. I love that. It's the one we did earlier, the OG Aborigines. We, we mentioned that earlier. Future Primitive. So Future both Primitive. of those are going to be on streaming sometime soon. I, I actually just remembered that I was supposed to put uh, the OG's album on to get set up at some point, and I just, I just dropped the ball. I haven't done that. So I'm going to... I'm gonna do that. Maybe we'll maybe tonight. we'll drop that. Yeah, you're and we can do that come tonight. back. Uh, we can come. We can come back <laughs> on the show to discuss. <laughs> well, you know the pen pals lace a three-hour interview every time they come through the Chrome. Uh, we are yeah. now hitting three right. hours, gentlemen. We lace it up. You're at hour three. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah well, but we'll, we have some we have some stuff in the works. We have a fully finished record with this uh, producer from Chicago, Spectacular Diagnostics, and uh, that that album is done, mastered. It's it's coming it's out. Amazing. I can't say yeah. no doubt. I can't get the cat out of the bag yet, but it's it's coming out on a label and um and it's not gonna be probably till the summer, uh, because vinyl yep. things are ridiculous right now. Um so we're gonna we're gonna drop some other stuff. I got some cuts on that one for the for oh, the, yeah, for yeah. the yeah. listeners. Steve, Steve killed it on that as usual. And uh yeah, we in the meantime we have some like some little Lucy's we've been sitting on uh, yeah. for a That's minute. That's true. Yeah, that those we're trying are ready. to just like drop as yeah. a, a, a series called Hot Singles in Your Area. Um, and we're just going <laughs> to kind of like. Hot Singles in Your Area. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, we're going we're gonna to act as if uh, our Instagram got hacked. That's hilarious. And all the posts are going to be like, you know, like Russian like females dating. looking oh, for a date yeah. in the area. So you good. want good time, big boy? That's ex- you want to come for a date, yeah. But um, no, my Russian is usually better than that. Fuck. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So so Hot so we got some, in your area. We got some, yeah. We got some fun tracks yeah, on that up. that are kind of like you know just some outside production yep. and 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 Scott and some cool like features we've been sitting on um, that just never made any. They just didn't go anywhere. Yep. On a some project, of them so. are are really big pulls from like a long time ago hmm. <laughs> like, yeah 
I no, mean, some, some super dope shit. Maybe and, like uh, pushing eight years ago. And, wow. and Scott and Scott reworked a lot of them where it's like we had the acapellas and he just like tweaked beats and did beat changes. So they're actually sounding really good. They finally, uh, Scotty also has been getting nice with the mixing and stuff. So he, he nice did guy. that. Um, and then, and then we're going to be focusing on this Dez project. So we're going to try to, we're going to try to move on that one next. Um, so we have these little, and then uh, the last thing I'll say is we do have a um, project that's pretty much done where we took all of the songs from uh, our last full album, Pen Pals 2, yep. the true sequel, and uh, we had a different producer remix every track on the, on the record. Oh, shit. Are you guys um, done with that? Yeah. You're already done. I'm done. done. I have no chance of doing anything on that. <clears throat> um, it's over with. That's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, listen. It. I can see it in your face. You're like, you're. This is time is expired. Listen, you never. Listen, you never know. Maybe a bonus cut. I'll throw you. I'll throw you something for a little bonus. I appreciate that. Um, you should remix Chrome Billionaires and put it on there. Yeah, there you go, dude. Yeah, yep. Uh, but yeah, so 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 we're kind of like we're, we're kind of like in a strange pre-floating state right now, but um, mm. always working on cool stuff, and we got a couple a little secret project uh, that we can discuss uh yeah. with you guys later but uh oh, snap. but base but basically like it, it's just a, it's we're just in a place right now where we're just kind of like finishing up some stuff mm. and i've been writing like a lot uh to some to some other shit actually uh scotty's brother uh yeah. drew aka mo sample makes beats as well, beats as well. If anyone needs some some beats definitely hit him up because he's yeah very dope as you might imagine from the genetic uh lineage here <laughs> so i've been i've been working on some stuff with him as well yeah most sample shout outs to most sample it's all in the Stupid dna up. yo he, he had some uh some some beat sets right in uh that's South, right South so West. he's he's down in austin texas yep and oh, okay so cool he's, um i believe he has a project coming out through like a pretty small label doing, you know, like primarily cassette releases. And mm. he got to do a set, you know, at South by Southwest. So oh, still, yeah. Shout out to yeah, yeah. Nice. Great kid. Just got engaged <laughs> too. Mazel he tov. Did. Mazel tov, yes. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Well, boys, I got to get out of here pretty soon. Yeah, that feels like a good bow. I, I still want to hang out and hear about some of these exclusive projects, but why, yeah. don't we, why don't we put a bow on this episode in a fitting way? Drop this down. Oh, there it is. Filthy animals in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll be back in one And then what else? You get sidebarred while I'm sipping a sidecar inside a dive bar, and I'm rating it five stars. Okay, I fly by artists who try charging. Load the wine cart, I'm winning by a wide margin. Okay, In the dollar bin at the pawn shop Woo! Holy hell, in the ocean I'm an open shell Known for bringing slow motion to show and tell It's going well, Steve Mills gets a writing credit For my nightly edit, then we let the ground swell you know, you know. Throw the rest of the wine in my glass While the sophomore rap works time and a half I ride side saddle to the grimiest raps With a shout out to the homie Scotty and Max Shouts to uh, Cam One. Oh, yeah, man. Woo! The pen pals, 
place a three-hour interview every time they come. Yeah, he actually hit me up. Universe, and I see good work on the Chrome Bills album. That's what's up, man. Like, thanks, guy. The scheme was like a palindrome or something. I don't even know. You'll catch you later. Hey, yo, Max. Yeah, slap yeah, yeah, him across yeah. the head with this and we out of here. Yeah. Shit. Thought you had enough of the fuckery. Entertainment is his middle name. Like you, Chuck E. Cheese. Suckers know the D. When it's rap, well, Chuck and Steve. Treat him like big pussy and chuck him in the sea. Sunset on the beach and Honolulu for the pig roast. Lunches with the crew. Crunching crudo on some thick toast. Munching noodles. Phantom raviolis. Call them big ghosts. Yo, dick nose. So horny when I kick clothes. Oh, hello. Those of me are really fam. In the deli with a tuna sandwich. Smoking steely damn. Getting little Willy Wonka. Floating to the ceiling. Fan chubs. Peterson. If they leave in the hand. Yeah. Talking winning, you should bring in Pam Pals too How left the moon while I swig a Mescal mule Ooh. Greatest rapper with a hairy back Stay smoking greens, Jim Carrey in the mask okay. Hubba hubba, you have to love the stat stuff I've seen the matter shining like Scatman Crothers Catching fire with squads, that's my brother Fly kicks in the hats, he's a real fashion lover I know what he did last summer Stayed in the crib, crafting those classic numbers that's another treat for the menu game over insert coin that can send you Who gets credit for the sound effects on that, by the way? I think that's DJ Rex Oh, he put the game over insert coin to continue? Right. Yeah, I definitely didn't do that part Yes, yes, y'all Goddamn, Rags yeah, the scratches. That's wild. Do I close okay, out Chuck. the album? Is that am I the last verse on the album? Yeah, Talk dude. To him. Yeah. Wow. Talk was, to him. I wish I would have known that. I would have wrote something good. It was very good. <laughs> Treat him like big pussy and chuck him in the sea. Treat seat. him like big pussy and chuck him in the seat. I do like that that rhyme scheme of uh Raphswell, Chuck and Steve, Chuck him in the sea. I love that. Yeah. Entertainment and also is, entertainment, entertainment is his middle name. name like you Chuck E. Cheese. It's a little known fact. That's really what I'm out here to do, man. Just right. educate, spread knowledge. <laughs> Charles Z. Cheese. <laughs> Charles that old, Entertainment that old, Cheese. Hello. <laughs> that, oh, hello. I feel like... Uh, oh, hello. That was, last, that was the last time... Well, you and I... Oh, we hung like, out. I showed you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at like four in the morning at, yeah. our, at our mutual buddy Matt's house <laughs> eating pizza. And I was like, you got to see Oh Hello. Uh huh. What's Oh Hello? Oh, shit. Well, if you want some laughs. <laughs> yeah. Nicole. What do I need Nicole to look and John Mulaney yeah. Like yeah. playing like old, old disgusting men on they stage. talk about tuna fish a lot right a lot too uh it's like the too much too tuna. much too, too much tuna, tuna. yeah that's, yeah, that's why i say tuna. oh hello me me and chrome bills are really fam in the deli with a tuna sandwich bumping steely dan he loves to do cocaine yeah uh, wow okay yeah it's, it's one Layers. of the funniest things i've thank seen you. thank you in all right forever all right. i have rewatched it tonight. so many times i'm actually going to talk about this in june Max, actually, I talked about this before you guys got on, which is that when you, when you give verses to an MC, like when you slot out a verse for him, like you obviously know the person well, you know they're going to bring it. So you're like, am I going to get a B-plus verse or an A-plus verse? Like you're never inviting someone on and hoping like they don't come whack. That's what happens if you like buy a Unless verse. Unless you're inviting for... souls of mischief, and then you're definitely getting an A-plus verse. 
Yeah, well, good point. But like, if you if you're like paying, that's an excellent point. But if you're like paying for a verse, you, you, you need to work that. Here. You need to work that into a verse yeah. right there, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I give you A plus verses without being insulted, Bishop. Is a hot that's ass that's a hot ass bar right there. Yeah. Yeah. Versus no ninety three till infinity. Oh, yeah. so but we're like, working on it. We're workshopping yeah. that. Please, yeah. wait, that waiting verse. for yeah. The, edit uh, this. Edit this part out. Okay. But waiting for the verse to come back, you're always wondering what you're gonna get, and then there's always like the. The person opening a gift on Christmas when you're like, all right, what did I get? Is I get a B plus, A minus, A or A plus? And that was one of the ones where when I listened to it the first time, I think you sent it over like Dropbox and I was yep. out and I just went like phone to the ear. Yep. Like on the street. It's the yep. best like, way. It's the only way. And I was like, yo, he went in on this. He went in on this. Like you get all giddy. He's like, hold on, let me run it back. I've heard my voice. Let me let me hear his verse again. Is is oh, a very yeah. well, good. I'm glad get. you like it. That that yeah. gives me an idea actually. That next time somebody asks for a guest verse, I'm gonna record like one really shitty version, and I'm just gonna send it to them first and be like, "Yo, man, it's done. It's done. I killed that shit. Let me know what you think." And then and then like gauge the reaction. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that line about bunnies being fuzzy and cute was was ill. And then and then I'm gonna send them the real one. Like, yeah, but like an hour, a full hour, a full like, hour. Like, yeah, like while they're contemplating yeah, you, how to you bring their news the news to you. You interpreted the concept differently than I imagined. Wait, but, that but, part about but, where you say you don't like to wipe, that was <laughs> yeah. It's like the Ruck. Cole and I always go to the Ruck verse on the Wu-Tang meets indie culture where they're right. like, where he's like, people are like, what the fuck you ramen did this beat for? Right. right. I well, love that. I actually love, I, that's one of my incredible. favorite is, yeah. it, yeah. I don't know if that's the same song with, the one where he's with MF Doom. Yeah. And he just, and he literally just like. Shits on the producer. <laughs> No, he he rat he d- does like his version of a of a doom verse. It's so funny. Mm. It's, oh, he's like Leonard Skinner. Like he just like just <laughs> randomly <Yeah>. says <laughs> words, and it's like you know, I, it's I, great. I, like if it was anyone else, it would be like insulting. But he just, he just the, it off. it's the uh, under twenty one static selector song where he's like, bring in the drama. I'm humming you daily. Ringling brothers and Barnum and Bailey. I'm just like, yo, this yeah. man is insane. <laughs> He's insane. Amazing. Dude. Well, there's some. There's something I gotta send. I, there's no way I'm gonna find this, but there there was something that went kind of like, kind of viral. I guess I can't remember who it was, but it was a rapper who like rapped on some beat, and the entire verse is just about how whack the beat. Is. It was like some submission, and he was. Like, <laughs> it's just the whole verse is just him being like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And it's just it's it's it's. Really you mean like homeboy? Wasn't that the homeboy Sandman when he's dissing Jake one? From putting the no, gun, but for be- oh. for putting the gunshot in the beat or whatever. Oh, nice! You don't remember that? I no. Yeah, man, Scotty, I've never I've never like dissed your beat on a on a rap, have I? That I, I appreciate that. I don't think you have. <laughs> yeah, mostly well, just give him props. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So if I I mean, so if we're talking beats from a long time ago, I would maybe agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you need to I have a hard change. time listening to old stuff. Writing all these dumb letters. Yo, Scott, you need to mix these drums better. Like, <laughs> here's our new song. It's called Fuck This Beat. <laughs> I mean, some of them were very rough. Yeah. Hey, man, that's the process. Man. It's the process. Yeah. It's on, a I'm good gonna, point. I want to pull this one up for you guys. Max brings up a good point, though, that like, I feel like rappers are the first people to be like, yo, I don't want to hear my old shit. And producers are, are very seldom like, 
you know, oh, it, it, I cringe listening to an old <laughs> beat. Like it's, it's definitely less prevalent. Maybe just because they don't always have a mic waved in their face with an opportunity to talk about how they don't like their old shit. <laughs> but it's an interesting point. Yeah, that, hold on, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, you know, Squires' progression from the beginning. As a can you guys, maker, can you guys so. hear this? Yeah. Yo, what up? This homeboy Sam. Y'all got the beat that you sent me, and the beat is cool, but it's got a gun and a gun noise in it. And I don't really go for that at all too much. Still in there. So can we have that taken out? No. Can't. Yeah, I know we got the beat that you sent, but it's not that I don't want to use the beat. It's just that I don't want to have a gun noise in any of my songs because I don't like guns. For the record, I'd rather was with a ock than hop up on the record with a trigger cock. It made me think of the itchy fingers of killer. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. I Whoa. love that how he didn't take it out. It's so funny. Oh All right, boys. I got a bail. All right. Congratulations. All right. Hey, yeah, great Good talking to you, man. Good talking to you, Scott. Yeah. East, East. Love you, guys. Love you, man. Love you guys. Thanks, man. You're good. Keep Good night. All right. It's 11.54 at night. Late. All right. Let's this will be the sign off. This was Chromebills episode 183 <laughs> featuring Cam One, DJ Attic, Big Slop, Seize Mics. Oh, Rich Crash Jim, Squires, Crabswell. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? More episodes coming soon. Oh shit! You hit right. this. Incoming. Incoming like a zip line, so get low. Get tipping out the zip car for the trip home. In a quick flip, it's lit like zip.